15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Great. We're, we're glad you believe that book. <laughs> Here's huh. a... Here's a bunch of reasons why you shouldn't believe that book. No contemporary authors, nobody, no actual written like gospels of the people. Oh, letters from Paul. Wonderful. Was that really Paul? Probably not. everybody, this is the Utah Outcast. We are a very much uncensored and unabashedly atheist show coming at you from the great and spacious state of Utah via podcast and YouTube. We strive to bring you some news you missed, so have some fun with real audio and oh so much more each week. For each topic we find funny, infuriating, or just plain newsworthy, we make sure to consume each with as much skepticism and as much irreverence as legally allowed by our church-ran legislature. <laughs> the panel for this week's show consists of my two stalwarts of atheism and survivors of the great storm of 2016. We had two fucking tornadoes, people. <laughs> In Utah. In Utah. We will rebuild. <laughs> My friends Kyle Steenblick and Felicia Antwistle. Uh, originally, we had him slated to be on the show tonight for the whole thing, but uh, our guest tonight uh, for the interview is Andy, but you have to catch him uh, much later. So we are going to speed things up quite a little bit because uh, that is a huge chunk of the show this week. Uh, anyway, I'm your ever-present host, X, and uh, now it's time for us to give thanks to the amazingly generous patrons out there. Who keep the show chugging along each week, and I'm talking about those three shining examples of fandom: Robert Jones, Dan Ellis, and Luis Cruz. But we can't forget about the king, king of the fans, and uh, the guy I'm talking about, actually, who pays to have his name stand above all others, just like Donald Trump, is Danny Lopez. Yeah, I compared Do you not, to Trump. Don't you Take that back. <laughs> uh, the only difference is that we actually like Danny, and glad to have him <laughs> affiliated with the show. So. Uh, please don't think that because I'm jiggling myself out there to these four that somehow cheapens the love that I have for the rest of you listeners out there. Uh, we love you just for downloading the show and giving us a listen, but we'd really be ever in your debt. If you would show some support by taking a few seconds to leave us a five-star rating, subscribe, like, comment, or really anything at all to engage with this fuck, I will I will come right back at you. And uh, share, however, share it with your friend. Share yeah, it with your sure. friend. You need, you need to be evangelists for Play the show. Play it on an open speaker in your workplace. Share it on Facebook. My balls. It on Twitter. <laughs> you know. uh, however, if you want to uh, just contact us to talk, we're always available through our massive social media presence. Uh, all of them is Utah Outcast, or just email us mailbag at utahoutcast.com. Or if you want to talk to any one of us in particular, we all have our own email address. There's Kyle at Utah Outcast, there's Felicia at Utah Outcast, and there's X at Utah Outcast. So we're always available for people to chat with us. So send all your hate mail to Felicia at. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. She doesn't have time. No. She don't have time to look at fucking email. <laughs> oh my god! So anyway, we've uh, we've officially hit a hundred subscribers on YouTube this week. So uh, you all came through, and I'm very appreciative of it. I'm gonna start asking for you guys for more stuff because you actually did it. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, I love you for stuff, and you do it. I love seeing our audience grow, and it's uh, it's you guys who are here first. So please remember that you you 100 people out there that were the first YouTubers. So yeah, uh, in our mailbag this week, we got a. Uh, 
We got the following from listener John Crawford, who says, good luck with the show. I've been on the left hand path since 1989. Thanks, John. <laughs> Appreciate that, man. <laughs> what is the left hand path? Um, Maybe being a liberal, a liberal. It, it's, that's what it's, I'm guessing. It's either, it's either that or just using your left hand. Uh, no, I'm a righty. I can't do lefty. It feels too weird. <laughs> I, I think I think we've gone over this before, but I you don't think have, I can pitch it. You've, you've got to use. You've got to navigate the phone with your dominant hand. <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> Though, anytime I hear what? Rollins no. talking about, no, I navigate the phone with my left. Hand. <laughs> 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 you ever you ever heard about Roll? You ever anybody ever listen to Henry Rollins him talk about masturbating? I don't know why I'm going off on this topic, but it's just funny as shit because this is the first time anybody had ever said something when I was of a teenage age when I was watching him on his uh, doing one of his spoken word things. And he's talking about, yeah, I use a overhand grip. And I'm like, what? Why? No. What? How does that? Most guys are like, no, he's like this. And I'm like, weird. That blew my fucking mind as a teenager. And you're muted, Felicia. Yeah. I don't even use an overhand grip. And obviously, it's not on myself. It's weird. It's weird. For me, it's more of a flat hand, like, yeah. So uh, on iTunes, we got a new five star review from a fan by the name of Big Bruiser. Don't know who that that guy is at all. You know? But he said, I don't know. He's like sounds, he's, well, we, kind of a me. bruiser. I don't know. Well, anyway, uh, he says the following. I've been listening for a while now. I'm agnostic. Ha ha X. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even live in Utah anymore. I look forward to every new episode. Thanks. Thanks, Ryan. Oh, I appreciate thank it, man. You. That's really lovely. <laughs> That's wonderful. Thank you. I'm going to tell everybody that you're an atheist. I'm going to do that. I'm just going <laughs> to. You're not. He's not. He, he makes it a point to say, I don't know. And I'm like, no, you have to pick a side. Pick a side. So. Pick a side, you derp. No. Oh, those fighting words. So, with all that being said, let's get into our first segment. Fans know what's coming, but for the rest of you, it's time for... News you missed. And what a better way to start our show each week than to plunge headfirst into the news that networks probably didn't pick up. Or if they did, they definitely didn't come at it with our bias. And the first one that we have up here is, courtesy of Reddit, uh, we've got a pissed-off ex-church employee. Of, of the LDS church who's been leaking documents. <laughs> oh, they're so fucking boring, too. <laughs> they are. I haven't Damn even it. bothered. I'm like, oh, it's insanely corrupt and terrible. Yep, moving on. Yeah, we, like, everybody else kind of knew this already, but mm-hmm. this is being leaked for a lot of the people that might still be inside because they don't get the chance to look at internal documents. They're not supposed to see that stuff because oh, we're supposed to just give it all to them and we're supposed to trust them that they're going to take care of us. So we're seeing like receipts for expensive fucking houses, how much temples actually cost and everything. So there's some fascinating stuff coming out from from it. And it's it's really <laughs> interesting to the Exmo crowd out there. So uh I mean, really, it's the most dominant religion here in Utah. So we're it's interesting to see what they've been up to. Especially um for for this nonprofit. You have a shitload of rules to follow. Like the atheist of Utah has to disclose where all the money is at all the times in the books, you know. If stuff is earmarked with someone donating it you have to use it for that earmark if i'm if i remember correctly if, 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 if i'm speaking out i'm not the treasurer so i can't speak to yeah it. i don't know sorry i don't but if I you're think, a religion yeah. you don't have to so the documents no, no, are you don't you don't have to disclose anything really no i can tell you all about campaign disclosures though in utah <laughs> they're intensely lax oh how about that yeah. 
So these documents are interesting to me as they've, they've come across some damning things already, like how much money, like I said, goes into a temple, how much money is spent on social media campaigns, which they spent like 2.5 million over like the last five years on social media shit. Jesus Christ. And uh, much more like where the supplies come from to build those temples and churches. Shocking. Most of them are church owned mm-hmm. companies, you know, or mm-hmm. church owned contractors and stuff like that. Amazing that they can write all that off. It's, it's great, isn't it? Uh, let's see. Don't forget that there's also a grading system that they found for followers, mm-hmm. uh, where they grade you from A to D on how loyal and good of a tithe payer you are. Yeah. Fucking reprehensible shit, man. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Let's like, let's be honest. Um, Joseph Smith started the LDS church as a way to bang lots of women, including underage ones. Like, that's mm-hmm. seri- like, he seriously, made it to like, buck that's, bitches, that's, that's what he what did. did. It started <laughs> out like a scam, but then he was like, holy shit, I can. I can sex. buck bitches all over yeah. the place here. I know. <laughs> bitches. Make, make money, get laid. I mean, that's what you did. That's what you did before they had mixtapes. <laughs> yeah. No, it, and he wasn't. It's not like he was the only one who's just somehow stuck. And then you get your Brigham Young in there who's like, so this is a business now. <laughs> like, seriously, if you All look at sudden, it, Oh, no, I get it. Business. Yeah. Brigham Young started that whole, it's a business now. And these yeah. guys have run that shit brilliantly. Yeah, bloody <laughs> well, Brigham. Horribly, unethically, but brilliantly. So mm-hmm. there's going to be much more to come up with this as I can actually, you know, sit in front of a computer for five minutes without kids saying, Dad, I need you to come wipe. Uh, so, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll put a link on the show notes for you guys to dig as much as you might want to. The The next news item that we have is a Saskatchewan man who gets the green light to build a $1.2 million Bible theme park Oh, with no, with a Noah's Ark. You know, I don't know. Like, there's still still a part of me that's like, that, like, because I was a kid, I was, I'm, I mean, I'm still a nerd, right? And yeah. I was all into, like, the fantasy and, like, ancient world shit and like part of me is still kind of like they're gonna do it like accurate (laughs) and i know they're not like that's what makes me sad inside is that they're not gonna do like actual accurate like the way people were yeah and that to me would be fun i'd be like oh it's so go but that's not and I'm, I'm Man, mainly putting the story out like there. It'd be like a really, really shitty Renaissance festival. <laughs> I <laughs> no. Renaissance festivals. I know, but just imagine it without all the cool stuff. Exactly. Imagine it with all them women just put in their place. Actually, <laughs> I went to I went to one Renaissance festival that pissed me the fuck off because they didn't have booze, and I was like, uh, they uh, lived no. on beer. Because you off. couldn't drink the water. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? You like. The idea of a renaissance festival without beer is just obscene. <laughs> so I, I bring the story up only because I know we have a handful of uh, uh, Canadian listeners out there. We've got people like all the way out in like Vietnam and shit listening to this now, which is Thank pretty you. fucking we cool. Thank you. We love you. I, we had a Saudi Arabia download <gasps> and I'm like, oh, bless you. <laughs> Don't let them find out, please. <laughs> no, don't let anyone find out. But thank you for listening. And we stand with you and we want we, we want the best for you. Yeah. So the we bring this up, like I said, Canadian people out there. Uh, but the Bible-based theme park is going to be set in a place called Moose Jaw in Saskatchewan. Oh, of course it is. Of course it is. And here's the real kicker: the if we need, and this comes from Hemet Meta, and he says, if we need the extra bit of symbolism, that's going to be built on top of a cemetery. <laughs> I want the next Poltergeist to be filmed here. That would <laughs> be amazing. That'd be amazing. I don't so, hey. Quick question, quick, huh. quick blueberry. Do you guys like cemeteries? I fucking love cemeteries. I cry at cemeteries. 
<laughs> like, no, like, do you ever just like feel like going and visiting cemeteries? Like, I love them. I had a uh, a anthropology project that made me go to a cemetery nearby and do like uh you know scatter plots of you know like when people were born when they died when yeah, the yeah, most yeah. common thing mm-hmm. like that. And so I'm 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 going through and looking at all these pictures and I get overly fucking emotional. I'm a big softy at heart, so I, I see all these things and I'm like, this guy died like five years before his uh, wife died, and I start thinking about it and like all of the a lot of them have like the uh, the the kids that were obviously born and died same day kind of thing. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. on, and I'm like, fuck. Cause oh yeah, no. They're, they're once once you once you've had a family and you've lived through shit like that, you're like you you have um uh what the, uh, the fuck is the word where you, you feel what other people feel um, empathy, empathy, empathy yeah. towards these people that have been long dead a long fuck yeah that's not in my top twenty words that I use <laughs> <laughs> shit fuck cock ass balls <laughs> empathy not there no. So, I mean, I just get this weird em- empathetic thing. Like, oh, these people are long dead. They don't have any feeling about this shit anymore. But I'm like, oh, that's so sad. See, for <laughs> me, it is it is sad. But I, I delight in that there is a memory there of them. And that there is a, a somewhat of a story there. I yeah. mean, even in I mean, just just that they, these people existed and that they lived. Mm-hmm. And in and, and the couples, you know, like, they love. These people love. And that- maybe maybe there wasn't a perfect marriage and it maybe i don't know i love i love cemeteries because we get to keep the memories of people at long gone yeah. and i love them and i find them peaceful but to get back to the story <laughs> the the guy that is building the place his name is mark lahore or l, l- apostrophe h-o-i-r so he's lahore to me so. oh so so he's the whore okay yeah, gotcha. <laughs> my mike the whore uh, he expects it to be a popular tourist donation uh, destination, uh, and <laughs> sure, this is his yeah. quote. This is his fucking quote. You know how many people go to Vatican City, eh? How many people go to Jerusalem to the Wailing Wall? <laughs> so once the word gets out and we start marketing it, I think it'll be a real tourist what? attraction for Moose Jaw. Let me tell you something. I would go to the Vatican every goddamn day. I'm not a believer. <laughs> yeah. He said this theme park shit. Not interested in the Vatican no. with. Just like two thousand years and more, because you know <laughs> it's from the Roman Empire of history and yeah. art and archives and for fuck's sake, yeah, like the Wailing Vatican Wall? City. Like, Vatican City is one of those neutron bomb going off kind of things where, like, if I was the only human left on the planet, I would go and comb the like go into the catacombs and shit there just to <laughs> see all of the shit that we're not supposed to see. You know? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. No, Vatican people, is just—it's so full rich with so much no people people go to those places for not for the religious i mean people some people do go for the religious purpose uh for the the religious (laughs) significance but most people go for the history right because it's a part of human history yeah like so anyway vatican city wailing wall (laughs) the wailing wall i would also love to go to the wailing wall am i allowed on the other side oh (laughs) Yeah, not not really. They have it segregated. Allowed. You can't yeah. go to the the real whaling wall. You get to go see like the 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 knockoff, the Wally World version of it. That's yeah. some cock, cockassery bullshit. Is what that is. That's yeah. Judaism for you. Privilege. <laughs> that's the bean. That's the privilege of the penis. The right? penis. It's just on the outside, and it's not nearly as cool as the clitoris. <laughs> oh no, I'm kind of attached to mine. 
<laughs> I see hey, what I did there. No, I just think the clitoris is like magic. It's probably because I get to experience it that I think that. But so the, the great thing about it is that the 1.2 million that the guys, you, he said, oh, let me finish up his quote here. He says, plus it's going to enhance the cemetery. <laughs> Hopefully people want to be buried there. <laughs> <laughs> He's betting on people being buried in the he, cemetery. He doesn't, dude, he doesn't you're not. He doesn't understand Canada very well, does he? No. He's not the haunted mansion at Disneyland. Well, and the thing is, like, okay, it's 1.2 million, and it's not taxpayer money. So it's just going to be his money that's going to be wasted. So, okay, fine. <laughs> unlike Kentucky, it's not wasting a hundred plus million fucking dollars of taxpayer money when that place eventually becomes a casino. <laughs> <sighs> that's just funny and uh, him at meta is great for quipping on this shit he said at least the cemetery is close by for when that dream dies a few months later after opening it's <laughs> 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 fucking awesome uh let's see uh, to to bring us down quite a bit we have a man admitting to killing his cancer surviving daughter uh, what the fuck but shit? not before asking for god to intervene Oh God! So yeah. in Syracuse, New York, a, a a psychopath by the name of Ryan Lawrence, 25 years old, pleaded guilty to murdering his 21 month old daughter, a survivor of eye cancer, in part because he may have been jealous of all the attention that she was getting over her disease. So hang on, believe it or not, the dad who beat his daughter to death with a baseball bat was a man of faith. Oh my God! Yeah. What? No, hang on. It gets even worse. So he asked God to intervene before it was too late. He reports that the killer told police that he prayed to God before carrying out the crime. He reportedly told the, the detective, God, if I'm not meant to kill her, make her stumble. God didn't step in, the baby didn't stumble, and he killed her with a fucking baseball bat. Oh my god. And then he torched the remains and discarded the body in the water and weighed it down with the cinder block. So he, he was in his bright mind when he was doing all this. He wasn't mm -hmm. insane, so... Fuck this guy. So he confessed to the first degree murder, faces anywhere from 25 years to life in prison at his sentencing next month. So I'll just scumbag. Yeah. God. And if I'm not meant to beat the shit out of her, make her stumble. And even if she did stumble, he'd be like, well, make her do it again. <laughs> um, because that's how they work. <laughs> yeah. No, I. Uh, oh, wait. That sign wasn't enough for me. I need to do. I need I, more. Signs. I, I'm anti death penalty um, because in this exact moment, I, uh, my instincts are saying, kill that motherfucker. Kill yeah. him. Kill him dead. Beat him with a baseball bat. Like, that's where my instincts are saying. And I know that's not useful or helpful or correct. Well, so. I'm, 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 I'm anti-death penalty for the people that uh, you don't, if, there's, if, if, if it's innocent, you know. But this mm -hmm. guy pleaded guilty to it. He, he knew he did it, told everybody he did it. All right, you don't need to be on the planet anymore. <laughs> We're going to take the thing that is most precious to you away. There you go. Fuck this guy. Anyway, uh, something I'm going to do until the election happens, uh, we're going to do a Trump roundup for the week. Oh. <laughs> so oh. Let's have a little Aww. bit of fun with this one. All so, right. Good. And you might ask where our, our Hillary roundup is. Well, let's put it this way. She hasn't done near the amount of shit that Trump has done. So in no, no particular order, Trump wants to place stop and frisk nationwide to yeah, combat crime. That shit. Fuck that <laughs> motherfucker. That's unconstitutional as shit. Yes, it's unconstitutional. It's proven not to work. Proven to have no effect. Yeah, sure. Yeah, why and not? It, it has been racially profiling. Absolutely. <laughs> and people have complained about it. There's been litigation about it, but and even they've stopped doing it in New York. They're like, yeah, it didn't get us any of the results that <laughs> you think it would. 
and even confronted with all of this, he's like, eh, well, fuck it, I'm going to do what I want. I'm authoritarian. <laughs> he's a fascist. Uh, let's see. He sat idly by as Don King dropped the end bomb in front of the in front of a church, you know. Uh, and he smiled and chuckled the whole time that Don King was talking in front of this church. Uh, Don King, the fight promoter that made Mike Tyson mm-hmm. famous and you know made millions of dollars off of. He, he's got the white spiky afro thing that he had going yeah. on. Anyway, he was in front of a church and he's he, and he was saying Negroes the whole time. Then he dropped niggas in the middle of like doing the speech, and everybody in the Trump party in the background, like the audience, started laughing because it was a black church. And, you know, Don King had the slip of the tongue and everything, but Trump was like, <laughs> and I'm like, no, you don't get to laugh. You no, don't get to no, laugh at that no, word. No, <laughs> no, but nobody seems to give a shit about it because, you know, if Hillary would have done something like that, Jesus Christ, could you imagine the fucking wall to wall coverage that would have happened with that thing? She's tone mm-hmm. deaf. She doesn't know what's going on. No, no. Nobody says a fucking word when it's Trump, though. Yeah, no, we're no, no, no white people. You're not allowed. No, it's because we're, we're rebel. We're so. Yeah, no, we're so desensitized to, to his shit that that just sure, yeah, no, that's yeah, just go ahead. that's just what he does. It's just Trump being Trump. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. How about uh, Skittles? Anybody? <laughs> oh, Skittles aren't people. No. Uh, and the our friend Eli sure? Bosnick had a had a uh, meme that he made up. Well, not really a meme, but it was more of a. Uh, response to the skittles thing yeah. where it's it's gone viral really fucking it's, viral it's, and it's, it's yeah fucking bru- it, it's beautiful actually it's it's uh Could, yeah, would, no. would, eating, would eating a skittle save a life yes well then i would eat all the skittles i would literally eat so many skittles <laughs> until i could not eat a skittle anymore and if i happened to get one mm-hmm. of the ones that poisoned me i would hope that i raised my kids and family enough that they would eat all the skittles you know let me let me put it this mm-hmm. way um when you're going through emt training and I, yeah emt isn't you know, the highest level of thing, but it is a life-saving thing. Right. Yeah. And they, they, they recommend that everyone carry a breathing mask. Like, so it's basically a, 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 a barrier between you and somebody you're giving mouth to mouth with. Yeah. Um, you, they carry that you carry a mask and that you carry gloves with you at all time. But let's say you're in a situation like you're at a County fair and you see somebody collapse. You don't know what that person has. Um, and if you're thinking HIV and AIDS, not a worry for me. Not even a little because I don't got open sores in this thing. And even if I did, breath is not the most likely way to contract that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, no, I'm thinking like tuberculosis or, mm-hmm. uh, or, or a particular rare or virulent strain of avian flu. Or, you know, there, there's all sorts of illnesses that one can contract. And they tell you, make a decision now. Know before you're in that situation. Are you going to treat mm-hmm. that person? Think real hard about this. Yep. And um, I used to carry a, uh, a a mask with me, and I used to carry gloves with me everywhere I went. But I my life has since changed, and I don't anymore. Mm-hmm. But my decision to treat that individual and do mouth to mouth, and to touch a person, a stranger, to actually physically touch them, um, because I'm not doing this every day. I've still made that decision and I'm still going to do that. If I see a person go down and I don't know mm-hmm. their tuberculosis history and they're not breathing, I'm doing mouth to mouth. That's it. That's the decision I have made. And, and I know that since, and they've done studies on this. Once you've made that decision, you follow through. Like people, like they, they, you, uh, that's the thing that 
if you haven't made the decision in the moment, like beforehand, where you're like, this is a thing I'm going to do, yeah, you will hesitate and you mm-hmm. can't make the decision in the moment. You have to choose beforehand. And I have chosen. And um and I have. I have ran up on scenes before. So and, yeah, you and agree. You would eat Skittles as well. <laughs> I would eat the fucking yeah. Skittles. I, I would, would eat Skittles, all yeah. the goddamn Skittles is my point. <laughs> right. I don't care if they're brown. So. I will give that fucker mouth to mouth. So <laughs> Uh, let's see the last one that we have here before we jump into the our game this week. It's going to be fun. Uh, Trump has praised the president of Egypt. Oh, the, the fuck shit, cockery what? For, for taking charge of the country. You know, a country that is backsliding into an authoritarian regime. Since the Arab Spring. He is a fascist. He's a fucking fascist. I have never said this. I've never said this about John McCain. I've never said this about Mitt Romney. I said I disagree with them on their methods yeah I you disagree with them on their policy you know i think that they might be subtly racist uh no i've never ever called another word i have never called called todd weiler a fascist and he <laughs> porno he, he got pornography to be a public health crisis he's a fucking fascist todd weiler sucks he sucks so much um but probably not clit his poor wife uh <laughs> He just sucks the fun out of any party that he goes to. Out of all the good things, but he's a fascist. (laughs) Donald Trump is a fucking fascist. (laughs) He is. So anyway, that's going to bring us to the end of the segment. We have to hurry along to the next one. Uh, We'll be right back after this commercial with the game. So uh, stay tuned. Be right back. Hi, this is Dan, Ryan, and Matt with the Godless Revolution podcast. We've had a lot of great guests on this show. Such as Russell Glasser, Dan Errol, Brian Fields, David Silverman, Doug Mesner, a.k.a. Lucian Greaves, and Joey Kirkman, whom we love a lot. We've also had a lot of really cool local guests. And we're a podcast that likes to fight for the separation of church and state and against anti-skepticism of all kinds. You should give us a listen, because if you don't, you're going to be really sad. Make your ears happy. Listen to the Godless Revolution podcast. Okay, we're back, and... uh this is the 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 segment a lot of people have been waiting all month for is the uh, the game I make a game of religion I haven't figured out the, the name of the topic yet I mean uh, what we're gonna be the segment doesn't have a name yet is what I'm trying to say but I we just call it the game so last last month it was uh, Zach shut and we did multiple choice Mormon <laughs> this month it is uh let's see I can't even think of a funny name of it, it we're we're gonna be doing another multiple choice but this time it's Scientology yeah yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so okay. this one's kind of fun. Uh, I didn't find a long word word problem thing like we had last time. Like this one was just a whole bunch of facts and truths and stuff like that. So I had to I had to take a lot of liberty with writing my own stuff on this one. So let's get started. Question number one, you two. Scientology. Let's let's go with Kyle. We'll make him first. Uh, Scientology, like the LDS Church, is organized as a religion corporation, bunch of crazy assholes ran by greedy people at the top. Uh, set up by an evil reptilian aliens bent on taking over the world. <laughs> B. Corporation. Ooh, and, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, that's yes, B. It is B. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, let's see. Who enacts intense human rights violations. Right. right. Yep. Although I, I do need to say I, I'm, I, I have a strong desire to say D. <laughs> no shit. Don't we all wish? <laughs> okay, Felicia, your question. Number two. Scientology was founded by A, a terrible science fiction writer, (laughs) B, the Galactic Federation after capturing evil Lord Xenu on the planet Tijiak, A, C, a bunch of floating around souls who have been lied to, 
D, nobody. It was always just there. We just discovered it, man. <laughs> it's A. A. Okay, yeah, correct. It is A. Pack science fiction, right? <laughs> Lafayette, uh, let's see, L. Ron. So L. Lafayette Ron Hubbard. Mm-hmm. Lafayette is his first name. Oh, <sighs> man. But I want everybody that's listening to this right now, if you've never looked at it, Google L. Ron Hubbard teeth just to see how fucking gross this guy's mouth was. It was just, it's disgusting when you look at it. It makes me think of like old coffee grounds with like white chiclets inside of oh, it. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> the man just never had, oh, they're, they're putting horrible shit in toothpaste. They're trying to control your mind. You know? he was a terrible person uh let's see number three the greatest recruitment tool this is for you kyle the greatest recruitment tool that the church of scientology uses is what a an individual's weaknesses and insecurities you know kind of like all religions b free beer and pizza c free bong hits or d a pony ride followed by cotton candy and pictures with a clown well d wouldn't work at all no that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> that just that just would not that work. Highly unpleasant. Yeah. Um, no. B B definitely has potential. Yeah, that's a great one. That that but they'd probably ask you to help move some shit too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, and that that would be a deal breaker right there. Uh, so I'm gonna go with A. It is A correct. I mean, these are all very fucking transparent people. If you haven't caught onto it by now. <laughs> it's kind of what we do. Don't leave us any hate filled comments on YouTube. Oh, it's game too fucking easy. <laughs> the point guys it's not a serious game guys we're not doing this for points or score you know it's just for fun not? i was gonna put this on my resume oh man <laughs> well, i guess you could put it on your uh, linkedin you just have to make up some fucking trumped up way of saying it. nobody uses linkedin though god damn it uh yeah. no, no i don't well then again i'm not exactly looking for a real job, so. people don't <laughs> us real boys don't just kidding. Oh, Felicia. Nice to be white middle-aged men. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're not. It is. It really is. Let me tell you. <laughs> Privilege. Checked. Uh, uh, number four. All members of the Church of Scientology, Felicia, are expected to follow all the same rules, except for this specific group of people. A. Shoppers who have had reward cards at Ikea and still have their old blockbuster cards. Boom. Okay. <laughs> B. Those who have decided to film on cam- or uh, film on camera the fact that they love to eat their own boogers. Uh, C. <laughs> anyone with a Prince Albert piercing, or Ooh. D. Celebrities because they are useful in roping in other members. D. Celebrities. <laughs> and they justify it by saying that they're chosen people. Yeah. Like they're more specials. It's gross. It's yep okay kyle your question number five scientology punishes clients that ask probing blank is it a daily (laughs) b with fingers c only after a coffee enema (laughs) or d questions (laughs) i like probing with fingers really Hey, there is nothing wrong with that. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. I, I'm with sure they, 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 they do really, have a problem with homosexual acts, too. So they're, they're like they're like all other religions. They don't like. The yeah. Gays. Well, it's, it's really the best way to find answers. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm going to go with I'm going to go with D. <laughs> you are correct. Uh, Felicia, number six. Scientology claims that OT3, otherwise known as Operating Thetan 3, oh, okay. that the source of all human problems are 
A, the fact that we're all human and it's hard being a primate with little survival skills needed. B, that someone stole my toy space shuttle when I was two years old and I still haven't forgiven them for it. Probably that C, one. bad hummus. <laughs> D, body thetans, the ghosts of dead space aliens. Uh, it's D. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but I do, I want to argue for bad hummus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that is a source of human suffering. <laughs> bad, bad hummus is a serious problem that we should all be aware of. It could fuck up the whole party. <laughs> oh, it, it will. Yep. And does. Number, number seven, Kyle. Scientology has a list of enemies called SPs. This stands for what? A, super sphincters. The second S is silent in the acronym. <laughs> B, somewhat pedantic. C, sons of perdition. Or D, suppressive persons. <laughs> oh, somewhat pedantic. <laughs> it was hard to think of SP <laughs> I didn't have an internet connection. I couldn't. <laughs> I, I, oh, like, um, I like suppressive persons. <laughs> suppressive persons. Those are good. Submissive? I like those guys. Submissive, I'm a submissive person. person. Submissive <clears throat> penises. God damn it. That's another SP. I just... <laughs> submissive penis. <laughs> Number eight, Felicia. The paramilitary organization of the Church of Scientology is called the what? A, the Sea Org. B, pretending to be serious. C, no, seriously, we have uniforms. D, Elrond's private stock of fuckboys and fuckgirls. Oh, um, it's D. It's actually D, but no, it's A. C Org, yeah, it, it but, is it's C -org. D, but it's really D. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kyle, for the C Org members that are asked to sign a contract, this is supposed, the contract is supposed to go for how long? A, a three hour tour. <laughs> B, no less than one year. C, forever. Or D, one billion years. <laughs> I don't know. A billion years. One billion years. That sounds like their brand of crazy. <laughs> Final answer. I'm shocked you don't know this one because this one, I've read this and I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I mean, I knew this way. This is a long time ago when I was learning about Scientology, but it's just funny to me. <laughs> I, 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 you know, uh, forever and one billion years is kind of the same thing. Yeah, that's what people that, that think of actually, you know, living for infinity don't take into account that, you know, infinity is forever. Yeah. <laughs> one billion yeah. years, at least there's a stop and a start point. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm yeah, it's, it's either forever or, or one billion years. I'm, it is, it is fuck, one billion it's years. It's one billion years. It is literally okay. on the fucking paperwork that you sign. Wow. A contract for one billion years. That is that is so insanely specific. <laughs> that is kooky as shit. <laughs> it, it doesn't. Yeah. I oh, I wish Andy was here for this. We'd have fun. Okay. So Felicia, here's your final. Here's the final question that we have for everybody tonight. Before we break into fun with real audio, when a Scientologist falls ill, what are they advised to do? A. Go to the doctor immediately and get better. We hope you feel better soon. No. B. Smoke two joints in the morning, smoke two joints at night, smoke two <laughs> joints in the afternoon. C, drink kombucha tea and align your chakras with, by directed me meditation. No. <laughs> D, save the money that you'd spend at the doctors and instead 
spend more money on auditing and work out those body thetans. Oh, the D. <laughs> also, don't do the T one. Uh, go do A. Everyone go to the doctor. Yeah. But also, maybe smoke two joints. <laughs> It'll no, make you feel I can't better. Smoke two joints. What am I talking about? <clears throat> I just like have a couple puffs and I'm like, God, too much. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'll take two hits and I'm good. Yeah, if I, ever, if I ever get to a point where I could do this show <laughs> as my main income, yes, I will smoke two joints in the morning. And God, I will smoke two why the fuck not? It's not like I think it's thick. Uh, I gotta get up and do that podcasting thing. <laughs> that's awesome. Fuck yeah. Okay, so that's it for the, the game this week. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. I'm not going to do... I don't think I'll do Scientology again next month. Maybe we'll uh, we'll jump into something that's even kookier. Maybe we'll do... Let's do the old Pantheon Gods. Let's do that one. Ooh, That'll be fun. What about, what about the Mooney? Ooh, oh, Some young moon, oh. yeah. Hey, that's guys, that, don't read the Washington Post that's owned by the Moonies. <laughs> <laughs> Is the Washington Post owned by the Moonies? Yep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Last I heard, at least. Anyway, I could be wrong about that. Send your hate mail to Kyle at, at uh, <laughs> UtahOutcast.com. God damn it, I can't laugh at it. Anyway, we're going to jump to another break. We'll be right back with Fun with Real Audio. Catch you guys in one second. This is X. This is Kyle. This is Felicia. Hang on. Hi, this is Trav Mamone, host of the By Any Means podcast. Join me every week as I interview bloggers, podcasters, writers, and activists about the intersections of atheism, humanism, racial justice, feminism, LGBTQ rights, and other social issues. You can subscribe to the podcast through iTunes, Spreaker, and Stitcher, and you can read my blog at freethoughtblogs.com slash byanymeans. And remember, that's by spelled B-I. Come take a listen to the musings of a queer humanist, because, hey, aren't we all a little bi-curious? Okay, welcome to the most hated segment of the show by the panelists, but the most loved by everybody out there in the real world. Uh, It's fun with real audio time. Uh, The first one that we have up for you is a return for Kyle and I to a guy named Jesse Lee Peterson, who Felicia just now gets to talk about this guy. Oh, boy. And this is the one that's like, you're acting like women. You're acting like women. No, that's his name. Oh, it's yeah. this guy. Because I watched but you, the, your guys' mm, thing. Like- yeah. <laughs> so just wait a second. Let me, let me start him off here. And I noticed that the people who are really into the intellect are nutcases. Intellect. Into the God. intellect. Not really internet. Into intellect not internet. Cases. Intellect. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Hang on. Go on. Nutcases. Because of this intellectual thing taking over and the people rule us, we now have so-called, so-called same-sex marriage. So-called same-sex marriage? No, it really <laughs> is, man. <laughs> well, marriage is... is okay. I there, yeah, I'm going to gonna let him give him some more rope. It's just funny that, it, like... <laughs> you guys look the way like you I this world must be the only real thing. Yeah. <laughs> That would happen if we weren't into the intellect. <laughs> common sense would dictate that is not going to happen. Not Thomas Edison. Oh, no, common sense. Common sense wouldn't yeah, care what you thought about it. Because, have sex with uh, we would know that that's wrong. <laughs> and we would have compassion for the people who are locked into the lifestyle because there are some who would like to overcome it, but they don't know how. And the intellectual person doesn't know how to uh, help them overcome it. They can't. Because you, you can't. It's, it's innate. It's your <laughs> wiring, yeah, like, dude. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm going to be exclusively with women now. Sorry, William. 
going gay exclusively, uh, <laughs> which is not a thing. That's kind of a deal breaker, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a, good, it's a deal breaker, and it's also not going to happen. No. Because of the intellect, we now have drag queens running around in the military. Can you imagine? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, wait. You do probably have some drag performers that are in the military. Yeah. The sure. thing is, wait till you hear what he says. I just jumping down in a foxhole, running from uh, Bin Laden, and then here's a man in there with a dress and lifting on. No, what? no, no. <laughs> First of all, Bin Laden's way fucking dead. Very we made dead. sure of that. <laughs> but also, you have to wear a uniform, and I don't know. If- knows this but the male and female uniform is basic is, is the exact same until there's a pregnant person and yep. then they have a special pregnancy uniform. <laughs> maternity uniform they do they do a maternity <laughs> uniform oh i've seen it i've seen it many a time <laughs> actually they, they they hate it because there's no pockets where on the belly where there used to be pockets yeah yeah yep it, it will shock you you'd rather be out with bin laden but that's the intellectual world around us. You want to live by the intellect of God. His that intellect is greater than that of your father, the devil. And that's why we have to fall away from that. The intellect is like being traumatized as a kid. You know how kids can tell and see things. They, they are not afraid to speak the truth. But by the time they're <laughs> 10, they become just like the parents, lying and I'm tell you, oh, so you mean like religion? <laughs> I literally waited for my Hogwarts letter. I granted I was in a really bad situation and it was abusive, and, and, and but I literally waited for my Hogwarts letter. This is me drinking straight from the bottle. That that is not kids speaking truth. Like uh, I I have had to explain to a toddler, don't grab my breath. <laughs> like and and obviously it's it's a very different thing when I'm talking to an adult man. I'm like, don't touch me, bro. Like and then like a toddler who's like who's so straight, I can't even handle. He's like, boobs. Like, like he's a toddler and he just knows that those are neat. <laughs> yeah, see, I'd I'd feel really weirded out if some just random denizen just came up to me and just you know grab my fun bags too. So. Is that a thing that we're doing? No, that's what it says. <laughs> they have fallen away from God's intellect into the intellect of the devil. And now they have to go to college to feel better. <laughs> you must be born again to get past it. Oh. And that's why we have to let that go because it's all ego. And I noticed too that all intellectual people are insecure people. Literally no. every human being all has humans. insecurity. Literally all <laughs> humans. I'm sorry, I can't listen to this guy. I cannot. This is literally all people. He's, 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 he's Adam Sandler. That's it. That's Doesn't it. look like Adam Sandler. That's all. <laughs> my mama that's, say. My mama say. <laughs> have we ever talked about all I hear? Oh, I hear is the water boy. <laughs> My mama Jesus. say all the all the crocodiles is mad because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like Adam Sandler movies. Go fuck yourself. Hotel Transylvania is charming as shit. <laughs> 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 
Oh my god. <laughs> I can keep going, but I really don't want yeah, to. And we got a lot of show to get to. Really fine. Oh. All right. We have Pete Olson, uh, who people might be wondering who he is. And if some people might actually think that he uh, that, that name sounds familiar. So if you're a Republican in Texas, uh yes, this guy is uh actually a member of our fucking government. So just hear what he has to say. Trump is now right, he's got the team in place with Bannon and Conway, yep. and they're and they're yep. like, Hey bro, keep all Keep that ship on course, baby. And the polls do a great stand. Donald's the head nationally, yeah. head most of the swing states. Keep are getting his best about less government, lower taxes, strong defense. I mean, defense is huge. I mean, if this is split and comes our president, please. This part right here is the, is the meat of the whole thing. Why is it always Mrs. Clinton? Why? She's Hillary Rodham, by the way. Her name is Hillary Rodham Clinton. How about the the candidate, or you know, some more of an honorific Senator Clinton, you know, yes. uh, or Secretary Clinton. Secretary Clinton? Yeah. Hell, I would take just Clinton. All right, here's the line. President, please spread advice within a year. <laughs> Let me play that again for you guys. It might not have heard that one so good. Mrs. Clinton comes our president. Please spread advice within a year. Oh, for fuck, not. <laughs> No, nope. nope. That bitch will shoot. Oh. How many? How many people did she sign off killing? You know, as the Secretary of State. Well, you know, quite a bit, if, right? If 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 Mrs. Clinton becomes president, we will all have mandatory butt plugs within a year. Mm, that might not be so bad it's, for some people. It's, hey, hey, you know, don't threaten me with a good time. Oh, I will. Anybody that's an American. Okay, and to keep the these are short clips, and I'm just going to hurry and get out of the way here. We have Brian Fisher talking about Muslim families of terror suspects. So here we go. Anybody that's an American citizen who has an Islamic background and has become a citizen like this guy did, what he did really does represent an act of treason. Talking about the 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 kid in New York that you know the FBI was already tracking. You put them on trial for treason, and that's the you know, that's the one crime that's spelled out in the Constitution. Citizenship can be revoked for what these individuals do. So revoke their citizenship. Let everybody know we're going to revoke the citizenship for your entire family. What? Right there. What? What? Yeah. what? yeah. No. Why? Why? No. That is that's some North Korea bullshit, right that's there. That's where we're headed. That is exactly where we're headed by voting Donald Trump in office. We no, are heading to this authoritarian bullshit. This is what I'm talking about. That's actual fascism. You don't. Why would you revoke your entire family? The the dad and the family created that fucking restaurant that people in the community absolutely love. You know, I got an uncle. I got an uncle who still to this day claims that Barack Obama is not an American. Like to this fucking day, I got an uncle. I, I don't want to be, like, roped into his bullshit. I disavow everything he says, but doesn't yeah. fucking matter, apparently, because we will... What? <laughs> we believe in keeping families together, so we will send you all back to your homeland together so you can all be together, but you need to understand... But we're going to make you get a shower first. We're going to put you to the shower. <laughs> oh. <laughs> God. That's what's going to happen. If any one member of your family... Uh, commits an act of terror against the citizens of the United States. Yeah. Brian Fisher literally just advocated fucking fascism. <laughs> These are the people we're up against, people. That's that's exactly the fucking line of reasoning we're going against. And I know there are people uh, be like, 
no, there's people that hate us and you know would, would come out and say oh well you guys are the ones that believe in all these other genders and all this anti-sjw bullshit out there be like yeah one system is trying to get people down equal footing the other one is just being a dickhole you know like one is just like yeah sure all people i guess whatever fuck it i don't care and the other one is like murder your whole family (laughs) exactly all right let's go to the next one you know i kind of like us only doing three of these every show because (laughs) actually that's that's good yeah so pat robertson is is going to talk to us now and boy he's got some shit to say it's absolutely shocking the left ladies and gentlemen the so-called progressives want one thing they want to bring socialized uh, life to america and they want to control every aspect of the life you and I live. They want to have no. true and false. True, we do want socialized life in America because it already exists. And false, we don't want to control every aspect of your life. In fact, we want increased freedoms. Boom. Yeah, yeah. That's I, that's you guys right there. I want that's, socialized that's, medicine. I want socialized banking. Yes, yes, yes. All of that is good. Three hundred million yeah, Americans I, vote I, for I their want, representatives. I want so. freedom of choice. Freedom of expansion. Freedom of education. Freedom of movement. Yes. <laughs> and every, having everybody with the same education? Hmm. How about that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's definitely lessening freedom. Yeah. Control over health care, over banking, over industry, over labor relations, over the schools, over everything. Yeah, oh. all good. And they think a small group of, quote, elites in Washington <clears throat> no more <clears throat> how to run this government than... 300 million Americans know. I'm well, sorry, the, those 300 million yeah. Americans vote for their representatives. They do, and those yeah, 300... Okay, so so uh, 250 million Americans are not really qualified to drive a tractor. <laughs> uh, to be so... honest, I'm not, so... <laughs> so, yeah, no, half of them not qualified to drive a tractor. The other half, probably not qualified to run the government. So, yeah. so yes, we do need elites. <laughs> I would actually really like need? smart of us, smartest of us, to be representing us. Like that—that that sounds pretty. That, neat. that would be good. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. we get it really good. We got Senator Bernie Sanders. We got Elizabeth Warren. But then you've got Senator Hillary that, Clinton. Yep. Yeah. But then you have other dick thrombones that are in the fucking office where you just dick dick thrombones not thrombones thrombosis is something else sorry <laughs> mike pete olson congressman from texas how about that <laughs> well that's not true but that's what they feel and obama is trying his dead level best to impose his view of socialism on this nation and i think we well, he better fucking hurry up. He's only got yeah, like three months, man. <laughs> they don't understand socialism in the no. Well, no, I, I uh, Pat Robertson probably doesn't because he just he just willfully ignorant. But yeah, uh, socialism isn't like control. Socialism is simply like okay, there are certain sectors. I have some things. Other people need things that are public know? goods, mm-hmm. right? Like a highly a highly educated populace is a public good. A well uh, well established healthy a, yeah. a well established healthcare system for the populace is a is a, an established good these are good these are these are economic these are humanitarian like these work right. out to be beneficial to the whole so where are we moving the show to when uh, Donald Trump becomes president this year so. uh, um, <laughs> I don't know web. 
deep uh, breath. Sweden. I, I like Sweden. Canada. Canada. Well, Canada. Oh yeah, Canada's, Canada's not too closer. far away. Yeah, but they could. They Canada's would probably have France. Let's no. fucking go to France. Nah. Like, I'm not wearing a burka. <laughs> I'll go to I'm England. I don't want to learn a language. Look, <laughs> like, yeah, we we have we we either get England, Australia, or Canada. Yeah, France has great cheese. Yeah, but I, I'm just saying yes. is that if if we went to Canada, Trump would probably come up with some sort of law where you get dragged kicking and screaming back into the country. Well, uh, like the Nazis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> where I was going with that one? Okay, Pat. You need to call it what it is. He's a radical socialist. Oh, oh, fuck, I wanted to talk about this real quick. Uh, there was guys at work. Okay. Most of the time I have, like, the, uh-huh. the one headphone on thing like this. Uh, that I'm doing it on YouTube. You guys can't hear me mm-hmm. on the, the podcast doing it. But I, I cocked one, he- one ear off of my headphones. At work, I usually do that because I'm listening to something doing some boring-ass coding and shit. So there were people at work this week that were talking about how Hillary, if she gets into office, she's going to bring tyranny and she's going to start confiscating guns and this and that and the other thing. And I took my headphones off and I said, I would ask that you kindly stop saying that in front of me. I please do not bring this kind of topic up in front of me at the workplace. No, I'm fucking lying to you guys. I said, shut up, Randall. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, what? What? I said, you guys have been saying the same shit for eight fucking years now. And I said the F word in front of Mormons. So I I was very serious about this. And I said, you guys also (laughs) did it for a further eight when Bill was in office. So shut up. You know, just because a fucking uh, a, a Democrat goes into office, I was going to say socialist, but just because a Democrat <laughs> gets elected doesn't mean it's going to be tyranny and shit. The most expansive uh, economies that we've had had been under what presidents awaited? Democrats. How about that? <laughs> well, except under uh, Carter. Carter destroyed the economy, and I'm like, I'm not going 40 years back. Go fuck yourself, dude. <laughs> no, uh... <laughs> Carter. Was, I'm going to talk about what I know. <laughs> Carter. Carter was a failure as a president, from what I understand. He just uh, wasn't great at it. Like, probably wasn't the worst. But he's um, made for made up for it by being a decent fucking human being. <laughs> yeah, no, he did. Uh, Andrew Jackson, I would argue, Ooh. was the worst. <laughs> oh, Andrew Jackson gets my fucking dander up, man. I get, uh, hate that fucking man. Uh, so anyway, it's just funny that they're like <laughs> Pat Robertson and these guys are like. Oh, it's going to be tyranny. He's coming in. He's going to establish socialism. Like, please fucking establish socialism. Please. We already <laughs> have socialism. They're going to come take our guns. And I've got oh, a guy. Oh, wow. I've got another guy I work with. Is, socialism isn't a form of government. Socialism is just no, a, you do is, is a concept. We well, already have a socialized military, for fuck's sake. We have socialized medicine. We have socialized education. We have socialized police force. Like, what? What are they fucking talking about? It, it, the, our police force is uh, our, our firefighters and our police and our first responders are fucking socialized and for good goddamn fucking reason. I know it's like we already live in a democratically socialist republic. <laughs> Literally, over every developed country is. How it's dare you bring that up? Decided, I know that it's a public good for all fighters to be fought. Well, and there was the, uh, the the same conversation group. I, I work near another guy, and I'm not going to say his name or anything, but the uh, he's like he's looking on the internet for guns. I mean, you could do a little bit of personal shopping while you're in the middle of doing stuff at work. You know, nobody's going to give you shit for it because everybody fucking does it in this country. <laughs> and he was looking at guns and stuff, and like me and the other Democrat lady in the office were like, "Why are why why are you looking at guns?" He's like, "Well, I needed to protect my family," and I'm like, 
you live out in the middle of bumfuck Syracuse, Utah, which is like it, which is like Orem Provo Part Two, you know, but north. Do that going shooting recreationally, like we can just say going shooting. Yeah, is fun. Yeah, like, but no, he went straight to the fucking jugular with a, I to defend my family. I'm like bullshit. against what? <laughs> that's bullshit. You know what? You know what's fun? You know what's fun as fuck? Going shooting. It's hey, fun. hey, buddy, the, the darkies aren't coming for you. They're not going to come. They're, right. not. <laughs> They're not. You know what is fun though? Actually, uh, half of my campaign office took a, a break in the middle of the day recently to go shooting. We're Democrats. Hmm. They, but we're in the West. Sorry, like yeah. guns are a thing here, and you know what? All of us grew up doing shooting guns. going shooting. Yeah, at targets, like just like not even like people shaped targets, right? Like just like my target, favorite was target shaped targets. Target targets, and it's <laughs> fun as fuck. Have you ever played darts in a bar? It's fun. Two liter bottles yes. of water with food coloring in them. Yeah, I used to do that fun. shit all the time. Oh god, no! I've shot up all <laughs> all sorts of shit. It's fun. <laughs> Guns <laughs> are such fun. They're fun. Yeah. Okay, and, Pat. And I personally believe that anyone who goes shooting recreationally is uh, better than somebody who's never shot a gun who owns it for home defense. Fuck you and your home defense. Uh, <laughs> sorry, but the, the statistics are in. Home Guns for home defense are bullshit. Well, technically, they, they would be in, except we're not allowed to investigate this shit. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Nurtured. In the school of radical, wait, uh, listen, revolution, and his tiered in the school of radical. Oh Jesus Christ! Whatever you call it, revolution, uh, and uh, his teachers are those who hate America. No, <laughs> no, has he bothered I, to even look at <laughs> no he i know he hasn't i know he hasn't but has he bothered to even look at the story that barack obama has the story of his life no that dude is like america made me dude <laughs> his, no. i'm a very big proponent on you know your past may, forms who you are today and everybody believes mm -hmm. that but the thing is like he had such an interesting past and you yeah. know he he yeah. honestly loves this fucking country to hey, a fault. I to a fault. Where Utah? I <laughs> yeah. love Utah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, we got I the first snow on the mountains. Love it here. Love it. <laughs> I I love it here. I love our shit winters, and I love our beautiful seasons, and I love I love our mountains, and I love the weird like rice the sauce. I fucking love yeah. rice sauce. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I'm a Utahn in my heart. I love it here. And yet, Jesus Christ, can we get the church out of our government? For fuck's sake? <laughs> you know, the legislature. <laughs> like, right, they, last like, little bit. The, like the, the argument that Barack Obama hates America because he's like, the secret there's some Muslim. shit that's fucked up, yo. Like, what? <laughs> How dare he? Well, yeah. The, apparently, the idea of saying things are not great is, is un American. But yet, yet Trump can say. Trump can yeah. say "Make America Great Again," you no know, shit. and get away with it. <laughs> yeah, no shit. You know, shit. We hate him. We hate America, but they constantly run on everything's terrible. And I, I hope everybody goes and Google's. Um, there was a segment on Jimmy Kimmel that he did earlier this week where they pretended to have you know Trump's tax returns, and they went and talked to the uh -huh. every man on the street. Mm -hmm. And they're like, "Do you feel comfortable that Trump used uh, the money that he spent on his divorces as a tax write-off?" You know. <laughs> 
<laughs> all of these fun, really funny things and be like, uh, how do you feel about him donating a couple of million dollars to Vladimir Putin's like re-election fund or something like that? And they're like, well, you know, we have to have allies in the wars and stuff and just all these oh, really, yeah. really <laughs> that's how dumb America is. They're voting for this fucking Oompa Loompa. Yeah, no, no. If you want to, and sorry, I'm not trying to disparage all Oompa Loompa people out there. They're they're making excuses because they're racist Mm -hmm. fuckers. Well, and they've also got cognitive dissonance up the asshole. (laughs) Yeah, if you if you want to get scared, go go find all of the videos of of interviews with regular Trump supporters and uh, uh, video and audio that people have taken at those rallies mm-hmm. that are it's not disturbing. cut and edited. No. Yeah. These yeah, there's a reason that that uh and I quote Clinton called the deplorable. Like yeah. I like yeah. If, I like I swallow the word because it like that word really yes. upsets me. Yeah. And, I, and, and as a white person and I'm going to own my whiteness here um the, to say that word really, truly, deeply bothers me. But like, that's actually a thing that they've said. And yeah, I, I, I too hate the word. Bothers me. But I, I've made a point of it where if that word comes up in conversation, to say the word because oh, to no, say no, 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 we discuss yeah. the word. Yeah. We're going to yeah. say the word. We discuss the word. We're not. Yeah, we don't say n word. <laughs> I hate or the c word. word. Cunt. <laughs> okay, we need to cut this short because we need to go and give you guys the interview coming up in a second. You're gonna like it. Uh and we will be we will be back shortly. So catch us then. Do you know where Saskatchewan is? Probably not. It's in Canada. If you do, you might know a city named Regina. In Regina, there's a studio. And in that studio, there are, at least once a month, a bunch of skeptical atheist geeks and goofballs who get together to do a podcast. We are the Brainstorm Crew, and we're trying to help spread a bit of reason and critical thinking while still having fun. Never taking things too seriously, but still not accepting everything we're told, we go through different topics, exploring them in depth, and often disagreeing. We try to stick to provable facts, and we never trust a myth. That's why we say we're woo-free since 2013. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spreaker under Brainstorm. Or check out our website, brainstormblog.net. I can't promise you'll always agree with us, but I can promise you'll have fun listening to us. Okay, so we're back, and uh, we're here for the interview portion of the show, and we have a special guest tonight. It's a, a rare bird for us to get a theist on the show. And so that's what we have right now. This is uh, this is Andy. Andy, I don't Hello. know if you want to share your last name or not, but... No, I'll stick with Andy for now. Okay, that works. <laughs> so uh, Andy comes to us care of uh, Felicia and company. <laughs> So, and so what, what we normally do when we have theists on the show, we don't attack them. You know, we don't do that guys. We're not, we're not assholes to people here. So let's, uh, let's, let's talk with Andy and find out some stuff about him. We were, we were just talking on the patron show just a second ago about people being fence writers and all that other fun stuff. So you need to go check that out. Patreon.com slash Utah Outcast. Uh, anyway, Andy, who are you? Let's get to the general questions here. Uh, so yeah, so I, I guess, uh, in the context of this show, I'm, uh, an evangelical Christian. Um, I don't associate to one. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm also a rare breed. Um, yeah, I don't associate with a particular religion. Um, in fact, I've come to really dislike religion overall. Um, and through a journey, I started out as a Catholic and then uh, dropped the Catholicism and became LDS. And oh, wow. then dropped wow. LDS and became, I guess I would say, agnostic at that point uh, for a year or two. And then... Um, and then, yeah, then I spent some time digging in and uh, more or less just not trying to prove it right, but just trying to f- 
figure out, you know, what my past was, right? I mean, because what what's what came what started it was like, you know, I was kind of complaining about the LDS religion to family members on my wife's side, and they're like, you know, well, have you even read any of this stuff? And you know, it was a fair point. Like I hadn't even being Catholic <laughs> and being LDS, I hadn't really read anything at all. And so one of the guys was like, well, just like crack the Bible one day and read it. And so you know, after a few weeks of not, I just finally did. And then that was kind of the beginning of heading into the evangelical Christianity. That's a short version. So it's interesting when you were in the LDS mm-hmm. portion of it, do you, they didn't give you the, the Joseph Smith Bible to read, or did you read the King James or what were you, what were yeah, you reading at the so, time? So uh, to be perfectly honest, I mean, when I was 17, um, I was in love with a girl, still am in love with this girl who, uh, who was LDS. Her dad, you know, was asking me questions like, what do you believe? What do you think? I'm disconnected from Catholicism at this point by about a year and a half, two years. And um, I never really was 100% in on that. I mean, if you're Catholic and you grow up Catholic, I think it's a lot like growing up LDS. You're just yeah. there. You just do it because you it's do it. It's a default. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, and he's I asking questions. Believer. My parents weren't even good Catholics. And I was just like, yep, God and Jesus. You were on board. <laughs> I Hail was. Mary, full of grace. I was going to be a priest. <laughs> A priest wasn't oh, allowed priest. to, and that really shook me. Yeah, that's they kind of have a rule on that. Um, <laughs> so the Mormons, right? Yeah. So <laughs> Catholic. Yeah. So so um, so anyway, so I'm kind of you know at this in between point, and he's throwing stuff out, and I'm like, that nah, sounds okay, and and so yeah, I mean, I I kind of walked into it um, not having done any real digging research. I went through the uh, missionary discussions and all that kind of stuff. At the time when it was like a flip ah, chart, they're like, see, the first discussion. all adds up, you know, um, and now I, they got you iPads. Have a, <laughs> you have a flip chart, so you might, <laughs> obviously you've thought this out. Um, so, <laughs> so, so yeah, so I, Fuck, I they've got just, printed materials and everything. God, <laughs> they must be the true church. Our, our, our campaign has iPads now. Well, not yeah, see, tablets, all, like tablets. So. <laughs> Brought to you by Microsoft Windows. <laughs> the future is now is all i'm saying okay okay <laughs> yeah yeah so, so anyway, you had the first discussion and everything sorry get yeah back to we the did topic. that and, and i kind of walked into i mean look i'm i'm like smitten with this girl i know i want to be with her um i know that this is important to her and i'm not just dis- i don't really have any like solid disagreements to the theology at this point i haven't really looked into it so when it came time like i was i remember doing my interview pre-baptism for the LDS church. And the guy was like, have you read and do you believe in the book of Mormon? And I was like, I have not read the book of Mormon, but I believe in it. And the guy was like, okay. So <laughs> that was pretty much, yeah. I mean, it pretty much that was, that, that was it. So, um, got baptized and we had a civil marriage because, um, and I, all my family was Catholic and everything. So, um, I had, I wanted to have them all there. And then a year later I got married in the temple. And then that was like my, that was when I went, Oh man, I should have been paying attention. Like, <laughs> Go to youtube.com slash new name Noah for, uh, for all the details there. Yeah. Have you seen brother Jake videos, by the way? No, I, I, I got to give that this. guy a, a plug. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. It's so sarcastic and funny, but he actually talks about LDS doctrine. It's beautiful. Anyway, <laughs> Jake. it's awesome. So, so anyway, yeah, I, I, that was like the beginning of the end for me. Like we went through the temple and I was like, well, I've heard enough about Genesis to be like, this is not how the Genesis story goes. Oh, uh, so the movie didn't convince you, did it? Uh, <laughs> or did they, they do the movie or did they do the, uh, the live production where they, I had to do the movie that okay. no live production. Um, and then the other thing that really rubbed 
Well, I don't want to. I get... don't know why, but uh, the idea of a movie in a temple, I just feel like. That's, <laughs> that's oh, you know, oh no! But you don't get the movie the whole way through. They interrupt it, and <laughs> quite uh, often, the movie is the least strange thing about. What, yeah. in the temple. That's, you know that's just, fair. That's oh my god! I've seen the videos that just yeah makes the whole thing makes me uncomfortable. That's, <laughs> like, that's how I felt, and I walked out. And my father-in-law was like, <laughs> "How do you? How do you feel? Do you feel like?" And I'm like, "Honestly, I'm really weirded out, and that makes me really uncomfortable." And his response was the worst thing he could have said to me. It was, "Well, just keep going back, and then you'll be fine with them." I'm like, "That's brainwashing." Like, <laughs> that. Totally not a cult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, you tell me, you, know, you can. I make myself believe my own lies. Like, I know other people can do Don't it too. Worry. So. You'll get used to it. Yeah. It's an acquired taste, really. <laughs> the, yeah. That was kind of like rape. You just kind of get used to it after a while. <laughs> In prison. I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm sorry. Did, are, you, are you equating going through the temple with prison rape? It does seem a little bit of a stretch. No pun. No well, pun. I don't Thank know. you. Oh, yes. I, it's, it's, that oh, one right oh, there. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Prolapsing. There you go. Oh, <laughs> that's not because anal sex because you pushed hard on the toilet. Just saying. Okay. Everybody needs to PSA get a squatty potty. <laughs> <laughs> Relax, guys. Get the squatty potty. Squatty potty. I keep meaning to buy one. Original. Okay, sorry. Okay, so back back to the topic at hand. One of those. So, so yeah. So that was the beginning of the end. Um. And I just kind of, and then, and then I had some, uh, well, let's say moral failures oh. early on. <laughs> and that was compounding the whole thing. We had a new baby. Um, I was working a ton of hours and one of the priesthood guys came to me and said, Hey, you're not fulfilling your priesthood duties. You need to, uh, you know, you need to be here for meetings and stuff. I'm like, dude, I'm working a ton of hours to, you know, take care of a baby and, and, uh, my wife and own a house and do all this stuff. And, um, yeah, so I mean, it was just a bunch of stuff like all together happened. And then, um, and so, yeah, so then I started to look into, um, you know, the history of the LDS church and just started uh. digging in and, <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, like how, how can anybody believe this? And it was a really rocky time. And, um, you know, so, so it was really rough. I mean, I, my wife to stay with me is that's a miracle in itself. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so we went through that rough, that rough patch. And then I, like I said, I met this guy at a family thing who's like, you need to read uh you just like give it a try read the bible see what you think and um and he's like and i'll buy you one you know if you want one and i'm like i'm not gonna read the freaking king james one and then that's when i found <laughs> out he was like well i'm an evangelical pastor and we're doing this bible study and if you'll read the bible i'll buy you whatever one you want blah 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 so that so that's basically what happened went through the new testament and i was like you know what? this is not what any this is not like anything that anybody sold to me so far like this doesn't match up with the catholic side this doesn't match up with the lds side in fact, actually, one of my first thoughts when I'm going through it was like, anyone LDS ever read this ever? Because it's like <laughs> you read the the New Testament, it doesn't add up at all. It doesn't work with LDS theology at all. Mm -hmm. uh, That's why they had to rewrite it. <laughs> right. And then the Joseph Smith, exactly. And there's the Joseph Smith version. And, and conveniently, all those all the rewritings are where he had to retranslate it are things that make it very difficult to use that with the church. <laughs> that yes, retranslate. <laughs> so... Yeah, so I, and, and then I, I just have a follow-up question: Are you okay. a biblical literalist? Then, uh, no, no, because uh, I mean, I look at things Thank like goodness, uh, the, <laughs> yeah. like, like the Genesis story, right? I mean, um, I, the Bible is full of poetry and embellishment, and it's full of of writing styles. And to ignore those writing styles, to just 
take it literally and ignore those is to ignore that it's a 2000 year old document that wasn't written for like 200 years after or like and this is the case in the new testament but yeah it's, I mean, it's like testament a three or four thousand verbal, year old book <laughs> yeah the old testament even older and verbally passed on for yeah. for uh, you know hundreds of years before it was actually penned well right? yeah because we they came from babylonian myths and stuff a lot a lot of it came from that Right. So there's a lot of interaction. Right. So you can even like the flood story. Right. I mean, that is a common story across multiple um, multiple people groups. Right. So so to look at that and say, well, this is just, uh, you know, literal is is to take it out of context. So it's kind of to me, that's a ridiculous way to look at any part of the Bible, Old or New Testament. Right. This is these are different people in different times living with extraordinarily different um lifestyles and oppressed in ways that we don't even understand or or uh, living you know just just a style of life that we don't understand so if you don't take it within the time period and within the people group and the location where it was being written or whatever and it's it does a disservice to it so no not literate so then i gotta ask um you you said that you've kind of grown to not be fond of religion in general um you you started doing the the evangelical christian route did you go a church so what happened is um i ended up going to this bible study that this that this guy was starting and um that was cool because it was basically people hanging out reading whatever it was to read discussing it out arguing amongst each other about like what they thought it actually meant what it meant um and there's that uh, every week on the nerd dome podcast with his comics <laughs> not <laughs> sorry <laughs> I mean, some people would say those are similar, but other people. No, wouldn't. I'm just joking. I'm just just yeah, with you. I know, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so it was really good. And then, and then he, the guy who was leading that, was like, "Well, we're going to spin this out into a church," which I was 100 uh, percent against in the beginning. I didn't want to do a church. I like this better. Let's make money. And, uh, he was like, "Yeah, but we we got too many people." He's like, "There's 40 people in my house once a week. I can't do this. Like, we got to go do something else." Okay, that actually is fair to start yeah. a church. Come on, guys. So, we have a Sunday assembly here in Salt Lake now. Let's not be too judgy on that. Yeah, but Sunday assembly is not tax free. Come on, guys. It is a 501c3. Yeah, there you go. but they have to disclose everything that they spend their money yeah, on. Yeah, it's not a church. It's yeah. I mean, in, in this not treated the same way. Yeah, that's fair. It's, yeah. So, anyway, yeah, so that spun out into a church, um, started in Layton, and then um yeah which one which one because i'm wondering because that's nearby elevation church ah i know that one okay yes yep so yeah so i was a part of that very early on and then um actually before it was a church so then yeah so then that that went um and i was there 10 years and uh it was it was great and then uh end of last year i was like this isn't it anymore i don't i'm not gonna do this here not that that church is like particularly bad it's just it didn't appeal to me anymore so yeah. I bounced out, and for the, like the last year, I've just been hunting different churches. And the biggest problem that I've had is a lot of them want to be religions, and I don't want to be a part of religion. Like you've got religion, the Bruce Banner out, you know. Well, religions <laughs> like religion make hard and fast um, rules that define like what it is to be a Christian. And then if you don't fall inside of those rules, well, then you're just not one of us. And then you know, and then that's where judgment comes from, and that's where people um, end up feeling marginalized and hurt. And that's not right. I mean, that's not what. That's just not what Christ came for. I mean, he he was from God the damn beginning. It, you are a refreshing breath of air. Let me tell you. What. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look, the life of Christ is is pretty. It's it's pretty easy to understand. The guy comes, he claims to be the Son of God, and then all he does is complain about like whenever he has a complaint, it's about religion. It's never about like 
faith or loving people or taking care of the poor. It's never about that. In fact, he's always pushing those things. But then when it comes to like his complaints and his upset, it's always about religion. So, I mean, I'm convinced at this point that it, Christ coming back, it would be like, uh, no, you guys got it wrong and you guys got it wrong. And you guys got it wrong and throw away the religion. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you there. Most of the, the Christ centric, you know, businesses that we have in this state and the, mostly in the world, they are not Christ centered. But the thing is, but, but the thing is, we're also giving, we're painting Jesus with a, and I don't want to offend or anything like that. That's okay. not my aim here. But the guy did curse at a fig tree for not having fruit in the season. You know? <laughs> I was just going to say. That is a curious story, had... my friend. So, I mean, and he did say that he had come to divide families, you know. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I yeah. to sell your cloak and buy a sword. So, yeah. So, I mean, Jesus, Jesus was like, um, well, I mean, he claimed to be God, right? So, if you're going to claim to be God and God created everything and is the most important thing um, ever, well then, uh, yeah, he's going to divide up families because if uh, your family, and believe me, I, I have uniquely struggled with this, right? So <laughs> I, I, uh, I mean, I left the LDS church, um, went off on my own, and I continue to do something on my own. Um, from a biblical perspective, I wonder if I should. Am I supposed to walk away from my family? And I think, I think, that's, I think that's an extreme view of a single verse in scripture, right? So I think if you take that out and you just read that and you lived your life based on it then yeah i should leave but if i read the rest of the the of the letters that paul wrote if i read the rest of the letters that uh or the rest the <laughs> words of uh if i read the rest of what christ had to say you know um yeah that was said in the bible but it doesn't i don't think in con in the whole it it tells me to leave my family so you know so I'm not, then i'm gonna i'm going for it guys i'm going down to brass packs right. here all right um go for it what convinced you your god exists and why should we believe uh yeah no why do you believe that that's <laughs> yeah, probably the better question I, I don't i don't want you to like sell it to us i'm saying what yeah was okay the thing that compelled you why do you believe that your god exists versus all the other ones that have been conceptualized that have come and gone and you know yeah. rose yeah, to power stricken totally, from power <laughs> yeah that's a fair question so um the, the truth is like from uh from a day-to-day -day perspective um i have to always reevaluate that because um because it's something that's like crazy and unseen and unprovable. And so, um, the, the, here's, here's, here's the best way I think I can break it down. And, and I'm, granted, I have not studied the vast, um, swaths of religions that are out there, but I've tried my best to study lots of them. Um, my favorite is Scientology, by the way. That's a good yeah. one. Oh, Lo I should. love Scientology. Too bad we only have you for a little while because I got that's the game tonight. That's what we're going to be. That's what we played before coming to this segment. <laughs> so much fun. But anyway, um, yeah. So, so I, I think it boils down to I, I, first of all, I believe in a higher power. I do believe that uh, I'm a creationist. So I believe that this was a why I'm, I'm getting there. Okay. Um, <laughs> and the reason for that. So I'm trying to start from the top and then work to Jesus. Right. Okay. So. So creationism is the beginning. So I'm there, right? So I believe in creationism simply because I think there is enough, um, I think there's enough unexplained and enough unknown and enough that just seems like this crazy mix of perfection to make humans even live, to make earth be a thing in a solar system, in a but universe. We're not that special though. We're really we're, not. We say that, but we have, we, we don't, we think, and there's probability that there are other living beings out there, right? But we don't, we don't know that and we haven't seen that and there's no way to prove that so for me there's I, definitely a way to prove that there's definitely a way to prove that there's other life out there we just haven't done it yet okay 
Fair. That's totally fair. Um, and we haven't done it yet. Right. So, yeah. so my belief is suspended well, on that. N- NASA is coming out on a, like, I think either tomorrow yeah, or sometime this week, some with about mm-hmm. something with Europa, something massive, yeah. I think, you know, so. Oh, Europa gives me chills. All of these planets are yours to take, but stay off Europa. <laughs> um, so. But- but the thing about so okay, let's put it this way: if if we did have confirmation that there was life forms outside of Earth, would that change that opinion? I, I mean, I would want to see complex life, I guess, right? But, why? but it, all because, life is because, technically complex, though, isn't mm, it? No, because we have something unique that that nothing else has, and that is we have self awareness. That would be the one well, thing I'd be. No, 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 to an extent, like it's like like my dog knows that he's a dog and he's hungry and he barks and stuff. But no, 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 no. Elephants mourn death. They actually have ceremonies for their dead. Um, dolphins so they, name each other. Dolphins parrots name each other. Ravens yeah. understand. Uh, Chimpanzees raven can have, recognize faces. Human. Chimpanzees have started developing their own religion yeah. <laughs> and to and tools and uh, yeah. So. I mean, just There's, because we, you have the human concept of self-awareness does not mean it's only that. Mm-hmm. And then we're still ba- just barely on the cusp of understanding intelligence in general. Just like the octopus has two consciousnesses, basically. It has its internal brain in its head, and then it's, all of its limbs are their own neural network. Yeah, well, my mom's well, bipolar, are fucking too. aliens anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> See what you did there. <laughs> so so we're, 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 not, we're not that unique. We just got so so that's where we disagree because I really like really there's there's nothing that matches us on Earth, not not in like personality depth, not in um, oh personality depth. I have that. Okay, there's there's nothing there's nothing like us that we can directly relate to. It's entirely it's entirely possible that dolphins are looking at us the same exact (laughs) way, going, "What the fuck are those land monkeys doing?" Yeah, I mean, orcas have. Like they have actual language with dialects. Like you can't right. pick up an orca from one pod and stick it in another and have it communicate with the other do- the orcas. They can't. They can't talk oh, to. I, each other. I get yeah, what you're saying. Are you Chinese or yeah. Japanese? <laughs> I get. What, I get what you're saying. But on the other hand, like if, let's look at like diverse human uh, groups of humanity, right? So when two diverse groups of humanity speaking a different language come together, they do. They both make an effort to communicate with one another. Until right? yeah, you kill, you kill the other group. That <laughs> happened a lot in history. That's true. Yeah. yeah, but that's. I mean, I mean, yeah, you can do that with dogs too. Like a Great Dane knows mm-hmm. a Chihuahua is a dog. You know. Sure. Yeah, that's why they and, bark at each other when you're walking down the trail. I guess. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. But but I mean. Genetically speaking, we are all, we can trace our genetics, every human's genetics, back to Africa. Right. And and we also have gene, we have chromosomes that you look at where the alleles should be for like where they are with chimpanzees and or certain great apes. And we have, you know, one less chromosome than they do or chromosome pair than they do, I should say, because they're essentially attached, you know, and you can see. You have the telomeres and you have the centromere. You have all these other parts and ours are just like a fused chromosome. Yeah. So, I mean, our, all of our information, is, I mean, we share, what, 50% of our DNA with a banana? Like, well, it, it's the same right. DNA. <laughs> that doesn't, well, okay. Well, how about the fact that we could, we could take blood transfusions from chimpanzees? I mean, oh, yeah. you shouldn't be able to do that if Across we were a specially set aside kind of animal, you know? Um, I mean, it's just the fact. And and um, on the other hand, chimpanzees, with the exception of like teaching them sign language, but that's still very rudimentary when they're using it, right? I mean, 
They don't. They don't look to us. Hey, to, I watched like, the videos. Coco cry, kitten dead. You know. Yeah, no, Coco. <laughs> no, Coco was an amazing <laughs> animal. No but but you know, there's not an effort to um, there's not an effort to communicate beyond very basic, simple. Feed me. I want that. This is well, fun. That's just because well, we well, with with us, but with each other. Well, that's there because is, we're, we're they, they a bunch have, of apes with anxiety. We've got yeah. way, we've had way too many generations <laughs> where our our prime instinct isn't to survive anymore. It's right. to no, they, get laid, get stuff. That's about yeah. all it is. But so within within their within their own within their own groups within their own social structure, they do have complex communication with each other. Well, and then we look at things like uh, parrots and their communication styles, and it's it's intensely complex. To a point mm-hmm. where we've established that they name their children mm-hmm. with the exact right. same style we do, where they apply a series of sounds that denote a specific individual. Dolphins do it too. Yeah, dolphins do that too. Yeah, almost like right. lineage. Yeah. So when we talk yeah. about our level of intelligence, and yes, we've built great things, but that's what we are. We're tool users, and that's that's how, how we got right. our so, success. So, that's how we yeah, got. So that's what I'm kind of. That's kind of. That's the crux, right? Of it, right? But where are the other tool users? But why there. <laughs> chimpanzees, bonomos, uh, dolphins. And why is that the only dolphins are not necessarily the tool users we are. They're pack hunters. Right. And but why they, is they that do, do, they do have some rudimentary tools, but Yeah, it's... there's a dolphin masturbating with a fish, that's a tool user <laughs> yeah. in yes, my opinion. But, <laughs> but, but <laughs> my point is that why is Just that the room. bar for which we should establish intelligence? If we look at this scientifically, we have to say we are not the bar to be measured against. Um we can, and since we have not to, uh, until very recently, actually started taking that concept of intelligence going, wait, let's actually measure intelligence on their level and, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, based on them and see how it compa- uh, how their intelligence functions. Yeah, but we, we can't still- communicate with them to understand fully what they're doing, right? We're making our best estimates right. off of observation. Yeah, right. Well, right. absolutely. We just we don't understand. Time. We don't understand how they communicate with each other fully. Right, right, and, and they're making no that, effort to that, attempt to communicate with us. But, but well, maybe they just don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe there's aliens and they don't care. Hey, either. I I've don't lived in this neighborhood That's for nine or ten years, and I've got lots of neighbors that make no effort to communicate with me. I've got yeah. a brother that I've tried to communicate with for a long time. <laughs> we can't measure it based on our motivations and what we do. We can't measure intelligence based on that, and we can't. Yeah. Like I had somebody tell me, intelligence is curiosity, and I said, "Why would you think that?" And he said, well, look at what people have done. And I said, well, people have done that, but you, yeah. you can't necessarily say that's intelligent. Yeah, you can't judge an otter well. based on a person. You know? Yeah, <laughs> because because uh, they, they can be they can use other methods for survival rather than curiosity. Curiosity has benefited humanity, obviously, but yeah. not being curious like koalas has benefited them. Oh, there's oh, lots of people. There's yeah, they've been defended of, themselves I, to a fucking I, extinction I know, right now. <laughs> you got one tree. I have tree. <laughs> lots of people. I have known lots and lots of human beings that are not in the slightest bit curious about anything. Oh, the dirt. Not. I know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there are lots of people like who, they, you tell them something and they're like, okay, yeah, that's, okay. That's, if you told me that, that's obviously true. I, I warned right. you, Andy, it was three against one. Um, but go ahead. <laughs> okay. We're gonna let you. Let's Sorry. Let's yeah. Let's let's, no, let's let him get back to it. So. A fascinating conversation. <laughs> no, no problem. No, I, I, I do. I, mean, I, I do. I do. Oh, I could. We could spend three one, hours doing this. One, <laughs> I have one big. I have one big question. Okay. Before before you get any further, um. So the so how exactly did you did 
do you determine that the Bible is not just a work of fiction? Yeah, so I have to rely on people that I trust, just like anybody else would rely on people that they trust that they've done their scholarly duty to say that it's something, right? Because I haven't done any personal right. digging um, to, to go into or I, and so, I haven't, I haven't learned coiny Greek, right? So I can go mm -hmm. look at the earliest manuscripts and right. do that stuff. So, so yeah, I'm going off of, I'm going off of two things. Um, mm -hmm. But even so, then, none of those, none of the books of the gospel were written by specifically those people that they say that they're attributed to. Well, there's, there's not great evidence for that, right? I mean, we have an oral tradition well, finally, no, finally we, written no, down. The, the earliest writing that we have is, I think, 70 AD, which would have been about 40 years after mm -hmm. Jesus. And I think that was even before the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem. So, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are not actually um, the authors, is what they were. They were assigned names to authors that they didn't have names for. And the Catholic Church acknowledges this. Right. And that's Honestly, not even that's not even to consider that. all of the stuff that's in the Apocrypha that didn't make it into the Holy Bible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But because you had so, what was it? Was it Council of Trent or Nicaea that decided what was going to be? In, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Nicaea, yeah, yeah. And but, I've read like the Gospel of Thomas. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've started reading a, some apocrypha, and I'm like, right. nope, not, that's, nope. that's a good <laughs> example of something so, that doesn't add up with the rest of the biblical narrative. So I, mm -hmm. I makes sense to me why they were like, this probably doesn't belong. So then, right. why don't you believe Sanskrit? Which experts? Well, there are many experts on the the the, the holy Hindu uh, scriptures. And, talking about the old betas, right? Yeah, the betas. Thank you. Let me let me let me frame this another way. So okay. you got so you got handed two books, and you were told that in both of these books you have magic, unicorns, and dragons. Talking snakes. <laughs> well, one of them's true, and one of them's a work of fiction. And you had no other information aside from that. How would you determine which one is the true book and which one is the work of fiction? Yeah, so so I either go on a, a, a long scientific journey or or um, I, I start learning the his, historicity of those things, right? And I start digging and I go that way, um, or I or I can attempt to apply what's being told to me from those books to mm -hmm. um, you know to to what I can apply in in my life, right? So, right. so I, I can look at I can look at the message being delivered and say, um, yeah, I think I think that adds up. But the message what? in the Bible is inherently flawed. I mean, I, I should not be questioning you according to okay. the Bible. So, so to give you another piece of information, these two books that you were handed, one of them's the Bible, the other's Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> they both have magic, unicorns, mm -hmm. and dragons. Is there unicorns in the Bible? I can't remember unicorns. Yes, there are. Okay. Yes, there yeah, are. that's why Ken Ham has one on the Ark right now. Yes, there are. There are unicorns. Are you serious? There are... Yeah, yes. I put a unicorn on the Ark. Well, it's more I mean, like a rhinoceros. That he's building it's more like a rhinoceros. Right. It's built. Than... It's built. So, right. So to to kind of circle that Good back, the, the point the point is there is no there's no other literary reference contemporary to the Bible that supports anything that happens in it. So, any so no, at, let's any supernatural because like there were oh, cities that yeah, existed. They, they do have some history in there. There is like, some yeah. real the, history in there. And the Roman, See? the Roman historian Josephus writes about Christ, right? No, 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 no. He no. writes about the believers of Christ. He talks right. about these people who believe okay, that's, in that's the true. Well, and also, you can't Josephus trust Josephus really because he was a turncoat. <laughs> not a contemporary. He was not a contemporary. He wasn't we, there at the time. Right. When I say contemporary, I mean, I mean, 
someone that either existed or lived or wrote at the same time that these stories took place. Yeah, and we're not mythicists. We're not trying to say he didn't exist. We're we're right. trying to we're just because, saying, well, and, you know, another in another place where that that analogy breaks down is that you know Harry Potter does not itself pers- profess to be truth, and where the Bible it does profess. Uh, no, to be I would disagree. I think that in many ways fiction does profess truth, and it does profess to. Oh, be it truth. may have truth within it, but it certainly doesn't say this is the truth and this is how it happened. So I mean, you know, Harry Potter. No, but no, there but, are a lot of books that do that are straight up lies. Uh, hey, Dudley Dursley got a PlayStation in the in the thing. I was no, like, I play PlayStation. I could, is, I could, I could probably, really I could probably, <laughs> I could probably take about ten minutes right now, go to my bookshelf, and find two or three pieces of science fiction that have within the first chapters saying that this was a true story. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I suppose so. Which is yeah. kind of the problem. What you have with. Right. Any religion tries to spring up nowadays, most likely, you know, you know, Scientology, you also have uh, the, the Mormons and I'm not Mormon bashing. So don't think of it this way. But at the same time, the whole the thing was made up out of whole cloth. Right. So what, and, we're, what I'm saying is if. If the, the if the Bible were a brand new book, if no one else had read it and it nobody had else had seen it. So if you were, you know, back, uh, you know, 15, 1500 years ago. It would just be a brand new book, and it would have it would have no, it <laughs> right. would have real history behind it, other than what people are are saying about it. Right, but I think the Bible yep. speaks to a truth in humanity, in and I and specifically targeting the New Testament here. But I think the I think it speaks to multiple truths in humanity about the way in which you approach other people, the way in which you love and care for. The poor and the people that that are marginalized in society, but and the Hammurabi way they had that written right, up a right. long yeah, time Hummer, before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's sure, yeah, sure. Hinduism is much older. No, no, I get what you're. You're right. You guys are right. Buddhism, Buddhism has the like the, the, the in, like Buddhism is one of the oldest religions. It's not as old as Hinduism, but it is intensely peaceful and nonviolent. Um, not all of its practices are nowadays, but it, no. the originals like. Uh, mm-hmm. Samsara, he was like, and I lived with the poor, and you know, like, um, right. he, he, it's, it's, it, like those universal truths have been reached because people, what if, because people want to live in a society where those things happen. Yeah, because everybody and, wants to be treated nicely. They don't and and we to... don't like murdering each other for the right. most part. Right. Some... And so, but what makes, what makes the, what makes those allegories in the Bible divine? Versus those same exact allegories showing up other places in literature, which they do yeah, all the tropes over that you the have place. In every every piece at of least, literature. Yeah, now, so, now at least in the part of at least part of it is the claim of divinity. That's at least part of it, right? Again, again a, going back to but there's divinity claims every, everywhere. But if I told you I was divine, why would you? What what establishes the difference? Well, you got a whole bunch of cast iron over your head, so no, you can't be God. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I'm also wearing pearls, like Aphrodite, <laughs> or like Lisa Simpson. Yeah, so so I uh, portal. <laughs> I don't I don't have I don't have the answer. Uh, to be frank, I don't have the answer that's going to convince you. I don't think. Oh yeah, and that that's but, something no, we, I, I, everybody I mean, knows that. We we know nothing we say. We know nothing we say is going to convince you otherwise, yeah. and we know that nothing you say will convince us. This is just no, a nice no, little dialogue I'm, to have. No, so. I'm actually, I'm actually just looking to understand because it yeah. honestly is it does not make sense to me. 
And we don't it's want just a book. We're not necessarily <laughs> looking for you to walk away from this conversation right. going, you know what? You're right. I don't believe anything <laughs> that I've held my entire life. Like, no, I'd, not- I'd rather he walked away and said, I'm still going to listen to those guys. This was a good time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so look, it, so my, my journey from Catholicism to LDS to, to uh, evangelical Christianity has definitely taught me one thing. And that is um, read it all because and I've been trying to make my way through it. And, and granted, I've been sticking so far other, with the ex- exception of Scientology, which is just so fascinating. Anyway, um, <laughs> with the exception of Scientology, I've, I've been basically sticking to uh, Judeo-Christian religions, right? But I spent, uh, I spent a, a good amount of time with Jehovah's Witnesses who are incredible people with really weird beliefs, but incredible people. I mean, they are dedicated yeah. beyond anyone. Yeah, science deniers, they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> it's, it's strange stuff. I'll grant you, but, but interesting people. Um, no, no, no. People, people are kind and good. Like, no, right. I, um, there's an evolutionary argument in fact, for our morality and for kindness and goodness. And, and a lot of, uh, creationists like to say that, um, basically on, there is no moral, there is no morality built into evolution. Evolution is, quote unquote, strongest uh, uh, survival of the fittest, right? And it's whoever, kill or be killed. But that actually doesn't really work out evolutionarily speaking. No, I think think our morality is part of our genetic makeup. I think it's part of what our genes use to move forward and propagate themselves and which is evolutionary the thing. yeah that's, that's yeah but don't evolution. don't you dare relate it to first romans don't, don't you I dare a, a really great uh a really great example of evolutionary like in the modern time the the ingrained cooperation of humanity is when we see a crisis such as hurricane katrina or we see uh 9-11 you, I mean, the news loves to be like, and this guy stole a TV. And that was yeah. like that one guy. But if you look at most mm-hmm. looting during Hurricane Katrina, they were stealing bottles of water and they were stealing toilet right. paper and they were still, they, they were, were doing stealing, what they had to survive. They, they were, yeah, they yeah. were, and they were sharing it. They were cooperating. Mm-hmm. People came together and they took strangers into their, in, onto their roofs and they looked out for each other. Well, and that's, that's just not good news, Felicia. Nobody cares. No, no it's <laughs> not, not good for the 24 hour news cycle. No, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But you got to feed the beast. But, so. And you look at, you look at New York and you get like one oppor- uh, opportunist who's like, we're going to charge them a million dollars for water. And everyone else is like, fuck yeah. off. You're not going to make any money doing that because we're giving it away for free. And mm-hmm. like, no, I think there's an innate morality in humanity. I do. I, I don't think yeah, that it's exclusive I, I, to any religion. Uh, I yeah, wouldn't no. call it morality, though. That's well, that's yeah. Hard. It's it's not really morality. It's it's an innate survival sense. Without it, without it, we would not survive as a species. Because right. I I absolutely abhor people that say that there is uh, objective morality. I absolutely well, abhor that term. <laughs> yeah, there's there's Isn't that what we're basically I mean, saying though. No, I'm I'm saying that morality is subjective, not not objective. Right. Because yeah, you know, right. mur- murder is okay in some cases. <laughs> but we're going. To you can find, justify it. <laughs> we're going to find human definitions of kindness and sharing. Right. But like, let's. Right. I, I've been thinking about this. I've I've spent a lot of time thinking about morality. And if you look at tigers, tigers are solitary. They really only get together to make babies. Like that's it. That's the only time they hang out. And for them, a tiger. Um, who constantly hangs out with another tiger. Sorry about that, guys. A tiger who constantly hangs out with another tiger trying to make sure that tiger's okay is actually just going to hinder the tigers, and therefore it's amoral. Um, it's for, for the tigers, I mean, for them. Like, I'm saying, like, if tigers were whatever. I, if tigers, 
tigers don't function the way we do in their interaction. So their morality is different than what ours would be, is what you're right. trying to say. If yes. They, if they had a moral code, and we don't know if they they do or don't, they they don't. They would not cooperate like we do, and that would be because it wouldn't work for them. But for us, kindness and empathy and and cooperation which are beneficial to a lot of animals like you i watched a video of a dog save a cat from drowning today <laughs> i saw that on reddit yeah and that's <laughs> like that's, there's i saw i've seen a picture of a cat helping a dog get out of a wall like and uh, so, a horse that's best friends with a goat these like those are well horses like goats that, that's a, i thought that was a known i thought everybody knew that one yeah if, if you have horses have a goat or two you know yeah. <laughs> they're like good buddies it's it's like a it's like a what the fuck is his name? The the guys from Cannonball Run, you know, <laughs> smoking the bandit. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. Cannonball Run. Fuck, smoking the bandit with uh, the goddamn it, Turd Ferguson, whatever the hell is. Oh, name. Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds and oh, Dom DeLuise. You know, Love it. Burt Reynolds every, is the stallion. Bert, Dom DeLuise is the goat. Every Burt needs a Dom. <laughs> gotta admit, they work great together. That was a great movie. But except we are aging our fucking selves with the audience God right now. It. Oh, it would be a contemporary thing. Uh, uh, Adam Sandler and uh, <laughs> stop it, stop your face. <laughs> That's not even contemporary, oh, goddamn no. it. Oh, do we? Uh, re- what, the do Sweet we, Life we, with Zach and Cody. There you on, go. <laughs> we really want to age ourselves right now. <laughs> do we? Do we? So, 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 we're at the anniversary, uh, the 26th anniversary of the release of Smells Like Teen Spirit. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I saw so, that. That's so how just a year so, younger than me. So how old were you when that song came out? I was one. I was ten. <laughs> I was 12? playing on my dad's 386. You know? Nice. <laughs> I was playing some MS-DOS shareware. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember hearing that song okay, come out so, on the radio. So pretending this all stemmed, this all stemmed from the who are you <laughs> portion yeah. of the questioning. <laughs> But we are going to have to wrap it up here in a couple of minutes. So let's get to a couple of more. Uh, where are you from? Are you originally from Utah or? So, yeah, for the most part, I'm from Utah. I was an uh, Air Force brat. So I was in, born in Germany and I was there for seven years. But I mean, what that's not. Uh, launched, you're, you're an immigrant. So, uh, I'm an so, <laughs> so I had a chance of having dual citizenship and I foolishly let that slip. I don't, I don't oh, know what 18 year old me was thinking, but. That can, you, been- can you get it? Can you get it back? No, nope, you got you got one chance. Seventeen to eighteen, you apply for it. Most people get it. I didn't even bother. I was too busy with America. coming LDS or something. <laughs> get Which is right. code for something else. Yeah. 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 Eventually, <laughs> should just said it. <laughs> yeah, let's so. not, not let's 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 not mince words here. It's no. the best. So, how long have you been? How long have you been? When did you migrate to Utah? So when I was seven, so when you were seven, I've okay. been in Utah for thirty years. I don't know. Well, that, me. <laughs> that makes you a resident. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people like I got a friend who uh, with sim similar situation. He was in Italy till he was seven, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I grew up in Italy." I'm like, "Did you did not grow up in you Italy? Did not grow up in Italy. <laughs> I didn't even remember Italy." Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I did not. Like, grow that's up that's in pretty Germany. much you just hanging out. Yeah, in your that'd, that'd, house be like, for, that'd be like that'd be like me saying, "Yeah, no, I grew." That'd be like me saying, "Yeah, I grew up in Kearns." <laughs> yeah nobody wants to say that actually that'd be no, like me saying, really i grew up with my parents married my my parents got divorced when i was eight i don't even like remember them being together really like, there's pictures Gee, thanks. It all that work i'm doing for those little kids right now and they're not even gonna remember eight God. life starts at like 12 or something i know right really yeah i moved here when i was i think 14 or so so i 
I did a fair bit of growing up before hitting here, but you know, this is where I staked my life. So here I am. So yeah. I did grow up here. Pretty life much, starts when you start masturbating. Okay, oh, so it was before Utah. Well, then, so moving on. <laughs> moving so, on. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Let's see. Uh, uh, favorite booze or beer? Do you have any? Yeah, right now. Uh, yeah, it, my very favorite uh, is scotch in general. But uh, I recently got a bottle of Lagavulin, and uh, it's the it's perfect. Everything scotch should be. It's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. William has one back there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's so great. No, it's really good. It's, oh my it's gosh. Oh, it comes it. in a box. It's expensive. Where, where is it? Where is it from? Edie, Scotland. Yeah, where, where is it from? That's an Isla. No, yeah, but where? Where in Scotland? It's it's an Isla, so it's from it's from. This is how much we've drank. That region. That's as much as I. Oh my gosh, you guys have more money than me. <laughs> it is wonderful. It's delightful. Hey, it's working all these hours. Actually, I'm not paid hourly, but and I did so get it right. <laughs> for the the final question that we always like to pe- the ask the people that we interview on the show, uh, what is the most tooth grinding thing that people of faith do? And this is an interesting one. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. <laughs> oh man, there's so many. Um, What's the one where you just go like you hear somebody trying to uh, evangelize to somebody else or tell them the good news and you're just like, no, dude, why the fuck did you lead off with that one? (laughs) Let me tell you the craziest thing I've ever seen. Oh, yes, please. And I've seen it scratching my ass a couple (laughs) couple times. So there are uh, Christians like to worship like actual during worship music in a lot of different ways. The most common thing you see is the hands up or whatever. That's a pretty, that's a pretty normal thing in an evangelical setting. But the flag dancing had to be the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Flag dancing? This is a flag new one to me. Dancing. Oh, it was, I'm like, I'm looking, so we're, we are at the church. I'm looking in the back corner going, what's happening right now? I like, I turned to our executive pastor. I'm like, dude, are we good with this? Like, he's like, I wanted to stop, but I'm not going to go talk to them and tell them to stop. It, it was the craziest thing. They're like just waving flags and like American like an, No, just colored flags. Long colored flags. That's I, someone that like was on the color squad and they the just creepiest <laughs> thing that so, I ever... Okay. Well so maybe maybe they think God speaks semaphore. You know, I actually did have so, Okay, so it's, some- it's a very unique prayer. God damn, way to work that in, Kyle. They're, cover- <laughs> they're covering their bases. Uh, so, yeah. I no, you know what? I can kind of get it. Um, I had um, I I'm a big fan of like dance and art, and I mean, I I cried. I've said this a lot. I've cried. I cried when I saw Van Gogh's self portrait <laughs> in like person, like at the Chicago Institute of Art. Um. And uh, one time I was taking, I took a yoga class in high school for my uh, physical education credit, at, or not high school, in college. And it was, uh, it was an awesome class. And we did this one where we did basically rhythmic yoga. It was dancing. It was meditative dancing. Rhythmic yoga. Yeah, it, that's not actually what it's called. Um, I can't remember what it's called. It's that got sounds some like fucking right there. That's... <laughs> it's got some woo-woo-y name. You know, but it was a lot of fun, but you breathe really intensely in rhythm with this music. And so it's meditative. Is there a lot of butt thrusting? still seems accurate. Yeah. Huh? (laughs) Is there a lot of butt thrusting? There is no butt thrusting. (laughs) Damn it. Then I'm not interested. I don't think you were doing it right then. (laughs) Move on. It's not yoga. It's not yoga if there's no butt thrust. If I can't back, back, back it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Andy, it's been great having you on. Hopefully Thanks you had a good me. time. It's been a I great did. discussion. We can 
definitely pick this up again in the future. I've got your contact on, right, on Skype, and we'll 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 be in contact, man. Thanks for coming right. out. We, we Glad hope to be you here, had man. Fun. I did. I had a great time. You guys are Good. awesome. Okay, and we're going to be time. back here in a second to uh, do our highs and lows for the week. We might just have to do highs because this interview was quite the time chunk <laughs> this week. So we'll be right back. This is Utah Outcast. Yeah, good time chunk. Anyway, be right back. Utah Outcast. Robert and Tom combine to create the dynamic, dynamic duo, duo of obscure, obscure secular, secular media. media. With their trusty sidekick and unpaid intern, Kerry, Robert and Tom bring you secular news you may have missed. powers activate! Join us weekly for Tom's Yak to the Past or Robert's Mr. Potter Award, but stay for the yakking. You can find us at secularyacking.com or subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or your podcast feed of choice. Okay, that was a really awesome interview. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that one. Uh, really, send us your feedback, whatever. Mailbag at utahoutcast.com, x utahoutcast.com, Kyle, Felicia, you know, all the email addresses. Please let us know what you thought mm. of that. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and finish off the show by going with our high points for the week. We could do lows, but honestly we've we've taken up enough of your guys' time tonight it's been a full long amazing show hopefully you guys are really liking it so high points for this week um i'm gonna go i hate to say the easy route but hitting the hitting 100 subscribers on youtube and we've we've crossed over 200 downloads per show we love you uh for the episodes and patron shows out there so uh, i'm i'm really easy to please but that made my fucking week i was like yay all this hard work and all the extra (laughs) not sleep i'm getting is like yay it's paying off yay (laughs) so we love you guys yeah we really do love interacting with every one of you so please i mean shit we we interacted with a a theist i mean not not just like uh, the guy on the show tonight but we had Mm -hmm. a lady that was like Oh, you guys are you guys consider yourself outcasts? You know, I wanted to let you know that Jesus loves you to death. And, oh uh, yeah, yeah, we're angry. We, yeah, we're we're angry all yeah, the time. Yeah, we're angry. We, yeah, yeah, we are anger. angry. We are angry about a lot, but I, oh, I that, find yeah, anger to be a useful evolutionary tool as long as you understand your anger. Well, and you guys remember that the the lady said, "Well, I would love to pick up this conversation tomorrow, but I got to go make dinner for everybody." And it's like, okay, well, we'll be waiting. Nothing back from her. <laughs> In fact, I invited her. I said specifically yes please like yeah. mm-hmm. and she didn't nope. and i and i yeah. honestly yeah. think it's because we are threatening that just the existence of non-believers who are secure in it ourselves really throws people off it big throws them off. They are, they're expecting us to be uneducated in the grace of the, god and they think and, that we're yeah. just well, she's and the, the biggest problem is she was mistaking uh activism for anger yeah right we refuse to be quiet yeah it's the whole it's the whole infographics of old atheism you know thought bubble saying man i really should speak up right now to to the now atheism where the person's actually is speaking up and and we just had a wonderful demonstration in our interview with uh andy and in talking and saying look we disagree yeah and if you guys (laughs) might have paid attention there the minute he started going into the the stuff that we didn't agree with we call him on it immediately but, but that, that that that's how we do. <laughs> yeah, that's how we do, and how we do is never in contempt of yeah. human being that is in front of us. But it, it's kind of like us, us blowing no. the whistle and throwing the flag. You know, well, like, no, wait, if, hang on. If, if anything, if anything, it's 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 our our idea of the greatest possible you respect you could show for another human being to yeah. try to. And isn't that just 
just so. Don't, don't yeah. get me wrong. I would love to think that we are set aside in a special species or any or something like that that he was talking about in the interview, right. but we're not. We're we're no more special than any right. other fucking mammal on this planet. I we don't. We are just what we are, and and and, and aren't we just so neat? I like I love humanity. I love humanity. I do. I love our art. I love our existence. I love our history. I love that we record our history. Good mm -hmm. God, how much I would love to see the recorded history of the dolphins. It just doesn't exist because they don't give a no. fuck about it. That's <laughs> fine. Well, I, they they don't have pen underwater. No, but we don't. Yes, Didn't ask all they that. Have it here just because that's not been their thing. And but, uh, but the the point of the matter is that I need to see if so long and thanks for all the fish is public domain. I need to see probably not, but <laughs> but, but the, the, my my reality is that uh, humanity is such a I I, I love humanity. Okay, and let's get let's get off of the human navel gazing and you know stare at your own navel for your Bye. high point for this week. So <laughs> sorry, I got to rope this shit. Come on, we all want to go to bed. <laughs> True. All right. What about you, one of you guys? What do you got for a high point? Oh, 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 I I encountered a listener in the wild. That's pretty fucking wild. That, that is that is insane. out there. <laughs> it was. Yeah. So I was uh, just at a gas station wearing my my Utah Outcast, Outcast hoodie because it was cold and stormy. And now, yeah, you could just... find us on Cafe Press. That's where Kyle got that. Yes. Or yes. you could shoot me an email, you know, exit at Utah Outcast, and I will hand screen print one of these. I want to point yeah. out that I did design our logo, and I'm really proud of it. <laughs> and I've got the screen right here. Nice! <laughs> <laughs> nice! It was just, yeah, I was just in the gas station buying a drink. You know, not thinking two things uh, about, you not know, not even thinking about that. the clothing you had on either. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, hey, I love your hoodie. That's a great show. Yeah, cool. What? Yeah, great. Yeah, here's money. Get my drink. Bye. I walk out the door and I'm like, wait. wait. <laughs> like, I should turn around and say, hey, thanks for listening. But then it would be weird because I turned around and walked back in. Are you shitting me? I would have been like, wait, you listen to my show? I would have focus grouped the fuck out of that lady. <laughs> I would have been there, like, in instant, been like, like, I don't care about the awkwardness because I'm kind of that person like i'm like i'm weird hi I'm like, ah! uh, i also had you know places other stuff i need to go <laughs> so it was like, ah, wait no 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 sorry i got other places to go um, <laughs> still my it, was really, it was it was still really cool just it makes me happy really to think that we might have in the next couple of years a Geek shows us a kind of thing for ah! between <laughs> hashtag butt stuff. Hashtag butt stuff. <laughs> I don't think people would say that as readily in public. I wish they would though. Oh my god! Hashtag butt stuff. Like what? Hashtag butt stuff. <laughs> the day you know, yeah. Hey, if you ever encounter us in the wild, please by all means shout from across the store you see us in. Hashtag butt stuff. Just do that. Yeah. Yes. And and we'll, have to, like, we'll have to come up with a response. <laughs> Buy some lube! <laughs> Lubricant is an important integral part of that! <laughs> so that was, that, was a, that was a pretty fun, you know, brief, crazy. brief high no, point. Um, so I guess, I guess another really interesting, I don't know if it's like a great high point, but I found it really interesting. Uh, so my, my grandfather came into town again. Um, 
to spend some more time with uh, with my mom. Yeah. Uh, so I went and picked him up from the airport. It was, it was like seven, eight. It was like eight o'clock at night. Yeah. So, but as we were we were driving home, uh, he noticed the the GPS in my car, and just started started you know rattling off some of the stories. Yeah. You know some of the stories he had. It's like, oh yeah, hey, I remember working on that stuff. Like, oh, like the hey, GPS. He's oh. like, oh yeah, so yeah, so I remember we were working on uh, on these on these systems pretty you know pretty early on. Uh, where it was, you know, still, still, you know, just a military thing. Yeah. Uh, he went into, uh, how they were using it initially to do a, a, a very basic, just quick friend or foe identification system. Oh, yeah, like an IFF thing, yeah. Right. And that's, it's like, wow, and and it worked really great, uh, except in building. We couldn't get it to work in buildings, and, we, <laughs> and we, we only had two satellites up there at the time, so it was, you know... Yeah, you couldn't quite triangulate that. Like, so. it, it, it worked, but it wasn't really practical, you know, and then, you know, it we kind of had to do the civilian thing, and so we tried to keep it, you know, where it was... The civilian one was not as accurate, uh... <laughs> But and now to think that they're built into every fucking like, yeah, smartphone and yeah, but it was really interesting to have this this conversation. It was about a thirty minute conversation as we were driving, you know, back the back from the airport, uh, getting into how Einstein's theory of relativity was actually used and how they were using that at the time to make the GPS systems work, and how in the civilian system that they had to make it not so accurate, but that was really a stupid idea because all it took was knowing the coordinates for a single point on earth <laughs> and then recalculating your, the GPS signal to recalibrate <laughs> everything. So yeah. it's like, it really was kind of pointless because as long as you could do that, it didn't matter. That's cool. Yeah, and then the next day, I was driving to, um, I was I was going to lunch, and the and on NPR, they were going over the same story. Yeah, it's fascinating. With, that was a the, great fucking interview. Yeah, it was. They were going over the same basic thing, and I'm sitting there going, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> holy shit! <laughs> I just talked about that. That was really fun." Um. Yeah, so I'm starting to as as my grandfather gets older and he's gotten in his eighties now, he's starting to get more free about starting to feel more free to talk about these things <laughs> that he worked on that were so very, very top secret when he was actually working on them. What are they gonna do? Kill me? <laughs> uh, we're we're starting to get stories about how about about working on the the bomb tests in Nevada. Oh wow. Uh, and out in the, the the South Pacific, so those are yeah, that's an interesting fuck, fuck man. <laughs> really interesting stories now. All right, well, Felicia, what about you? What do you got for a high point this week? Um, my high point. Okay, this is gonna be really dumb, but it was, <laughs> let the audience be the judge of that. <laughs> yeah, no, it was uh, falling asleep 
Well, I can hear the rain outside my window. So uh, this place I moved into is a real old house, and I, I absolutely love it. I really do. But uh, through the summer, because the insulation's been shit because it's an old house, yeah, it's been hot, hot <laughs> in that room. And I, uh, I, I'm somebody who sleeps naked. Ah, shocker! I right know. <clears throat> um. So, but uh, it's even naked. I'm just like dying and. And then, uh, normally I really hate the change of season because I don't like the cold and I don't like that feeling, but, um, this, this big storm that took out my power even, and I had to like go to offline work and, <laughs> yeah, who does that anymore? A bunch of fucking savages. <laughs> right? Yeah. No offline work on my laptop. That is just a master of technology. Um, my kids don't understand what the wife the power is out means that the Wi-Fi is out. It's like a utility uh, yeah. to them, you know, like I water. Know. Oh my god, <laughs> so ubiquitous that it's like you, uh, like I catch myself trying to use internet, and then I'm like, oh, it's out, girl. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's it's amazing, and uh, so the power went out, and I used the cell service on my phone to. To talk to my roommates and be like, "Hey guys, power's out. There's some candles in this area of the house." <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was, but uh, still, I I fell asleep. The power came back on and all that good stuff because I live in a modern society. But uh, I fell asleep with the rain outside my window, and it was, and I, I absolutely adore that sound. Like there, there's nothing that can bring me to a place of peace than the sound of rain and um, nothing will spark my heart with more excitement and joy than the sound of intense thunder, like the kind of thunder that shakes the house and like just messes with your entire, like your, your fight or flight system. Like you're like, <laughs> like I can't even like fly from this. Like, Oh, I love it. I love it so much. I live for that shit. So falling asleep to the sound of rain outside my window was just, um, and I, that's so lame because I've been working so much. My first kiss was during a rainstorm and the lightning and everything. So I have a lot <laughs> of love behind that. Yep. That is a great first kiss. Uh, yep. no, so just I was 18 at the time. <laughs> really? Yeah. 14 at my first kiss. I didn't like, get laid till 21. Awesome. I was interrupted by a dog. It was great. Fucking dog. <laughs> okay, no, let's no, let's go and wrap it up. Adorable. <laughs> so that's gonna do it for this episode this week this uh this week's episode. God damn it. I should probably stop taking tugs off the bottle. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, we're headed out to go record the Secret Patron show, which I know a lot of you are currently checking out, which we thank you for. I'm I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. Uh we hope that you keep on enjoying it, but keep in mind that those are a little over six months old. Uh, we're almost at a year of doing the show. I think maybe next week we'll hit one year of doing the secret patron show, which is crazy. So if you want to hear the real current stuff, all it takes is a buck. I mean, really, you could just go on Patreon, dedicate a buck and be like, well, I'm going to listen to as much as I want and then cancel. It doesn't even matter. I I don't even care if you guys pay every time like a new show comes out. I mean, you can, you can choose to pay however much you want. Like it doesn't, it doesn't like automatically take it out of your account. It's just nice having you guys out there supporting. Um, anyway, which you can contribute to us via patreon.com slash Utah Outcast. We should have a special episode for you guys this week. Uh, I think we're going to rope in a Mr. Ryan Duffy for a special episode that we're going to record on Wednesday. I don't know when I'm going to drop it, though, because fuck, that's the day we put out the show normally. Anyway, 
uh, we're going to go sit down and uh, cover the the debates between Clinton and Trump. So the very first Ooh. one that's happening. So we haven't decided if we're going to make it audio or video too. I mean, probably should do both, but. Uh, you can let us know what you prefer through our social media empire, like we said, through comments on YouTube, voicemail, text, and email. Thanks to Felicia, thanks to Kyle, and our special guest for the interview this week. But sadly, this is a part where we must say to y'all that the Outcast will catch you again next week with a brand new episode. But until then, you're welcome. Funny. Good night, everybody. Run your fingers over the stones of this ancient city, these temples of worship and places of business, and picture them falling into desolation, just drifting sand and standing walls and vacant buildings. You can't take it with you where you're going, but someone who comes here in 5,000 years exploring might unearth a recording that tells the world your story. Some confabulation of words stored in a subterranean purgatory could well emerge to tell those who still dwell on Earth that you were born and that your works were worth reporting. Well, this is the first story, not the oldest told by troubadours, but the oldest in written form. Because who can say whether troubadours don't improve their sources? Of course the origins of this story are oral, but it was preserved for thousands of years in Akkadian verse tablets in Sumerian cuneiform, preserved by Cuban cigars in a humidor, so we can be sure that it's true to its source. Not a folk story transformed in 10,000 villages, but a relic of the ancient world, preserved with diligence, the oldest narrative that still exists. The Epic of Gilgamesh. When the gods created Gilgamesh, they gave him a perfect body, like Arnie when his films were still impressive, like Conan the Barbarian, physical brilliance, like sculpted steel as flesh. The gods endowed him with strength and courage and fine features. In terms of appearance, he was the first in line. Brad Pitt would have looked like a turd beside him. He was one-third mortal and two-thirds divine. And as an aside, I guess the Sumerians, when this poem was written, were not aware of chromosome division or Mendelian genetics. No organism that reproduces sexually is two-thirds of anything. Maybe they calculated paternity as a percentage of the number of men that the mother had been with before she got pregnant, which is the case with certain indigenous South American Indians increasing the incentive for the men to collaborate on parental investment. But when the gods are involved, those calculations are irrelevant because they're practically omnipotent. And Gilgamesh was a mortal man with two-thirds god genes. In the Sumerian catalog of kings, he's listed as the fifth ruler of Uruk after the flood came and washed away all things. So our story begins with Gilgamesh in charge of the peace and the people of Uruk not pleased. And why were they less than pleased? Because Gilgamesh was an extreme sex fiend. To put it simply, he deflowered every virgin and slept with the wife of every peasant and the daughter of every nobleman whenever he felt the urge. And for the people of Uruk, this was a heavy burden. In fact, the original version only says that the men found it a heavy burden, which begs the question, was the consent of these women earned, or did he just take it? My inclination is to stay with the basics. Nowhere is he referred to as Gilgamesh the Rapist, which means he had game and the men were jealous haters. But don't these questions always plague men of status? Was he Bill Clinton-esque or Tiger Woods with the waitress? Or was he Roman Polanski or Mike Tyson Dangerous? I can't possibly say from these ancient pages, but I'd prefer to work with a sympathetic protagonist. So in my version, he gets the benefit of the doubt. Gilgamesh impressed the women with his physical prowess, but his sexual endowments were hateful to his people. So they in their houses and prayed for relief to the gods like please make him an equal and the gods heard their pleas and created Enkidu. Enkidu was a wild man, Tarzan of the highlands. His body was covered in hair and fine mats. He knew nothing of civilization, of finance, a feral 
Ibex and ate nothing but plants. Plus, he was massive. He had this habit of releasing animals from traps and snares whenever they got captured. And eventually, one of the trappers ran back to the city to ask Gilgamesh for some answers. He said, There is this massive hairy man who, who keeps smashing the traps that we set in mountain pastures. He's either half animal or he's an animal rights activist. But either way, I'm at my wit's end. Any suggestions? And Gilgamesh said, Here's what you do. You go to Ishtar's temple and you get a prostitute. Now, Ishtar was the goddess of love and destruction too, and a priestess has offered free sex to the multitude. Maybe religion is something even Christopher Hitchens could have gotten into if that's what it offered you. So Gilgamesh said, yeah, you get this temple hoe, this child of pleasure, and you get her to go with you down to the watering hole, and you get her to take off her clothes. And this wild man, well, he won't be wild no more. Forgive the ebonic inflections, but I just always wanted to use the word hoe in an epic. Anyway, it happened exactly as Gilgamesh predicted. Enkidu came down to the lake to take a drink, and he saw this beautiful, soft, naked being, this succulent, supple lady, and she embraced him, and... Shwing! For six days and seven nights, they lay by the lakeside, insatiably shagging. And it was his first time. But after, when he tried to go back to his animal friends, they just looked at him and fled. Innocence lost. Enkidu's intimate frolics with the temple harlot had cost him his connection with nature. Never again would his animal friends accept him as one of them. And from that day forward, he was civilized. The prostitute fed him bread and wine and said, Enkidu, you are wise. Why sleep in the wild when there's shelter nearby? And she took his hand and she led him like a child to the shepherd's tent and bade him step inside and she clothed and bathed him. And he stayed with the shepherds for a stretch of time and protected them from lions. Enkidu stayed with the shepherds for a while, but soon word arrived from the city that there was a wedding and Gilgamesh was claiming his birthright, the privilege of first night. That is, uh, the right to be the first to fertilize the bride on her wedding night, just like the English did to the Scottish before 1305 when William Wallace kicked their asses, which served them right. Well, the Sumerian groom was also quite perturbed by this incursion into his personal life, and when Kidu heard about this, he turned white with anger and traveled to Uruk, determined to fight. The bridal bed was made, a virgin lay within it, a trembling, nervous babe, as Gilgamesh approached the house, determined to get laid, but Enkidu stepped in front of him and blocked his way. Clash of the Titans. Their grasps were like vice grips as they grappled and tightened their massive biceps, striving like angry bisons, each man trying to gain the upper hand on his rival. It was a wrestling match that cracked the keystones in the walls of Uruk and shook the ziggurats in the foundations of people's homes. But in the end, Enkidu was thrown. He paid his respects to Gilgamesh for besting him, and Gilgamesh was impressed that someone had even tested him because every man he'd ever met until then was estrogen, and from then on he treated Enkidu like his next of kin. Now, Gilgamesh was obsessed with legacy building. He wanted his name to be etched on bricks and listed where the names of famous men are written. So they embarked on a campaign of adventurism. They traveled to the Lebanese hills, to the cedar forest, where they cut down trees and defeated the evil demon guardian, the protector of those sweet resources. Now, everyone tried
tried to warn them off this quest. They said, don't go, the demon's jaws are death. When he says, hum-baba, hum-baba, hum-hum-baba, it's like he has napalm for breath. But no one could convince them to stop, because Gilgamesh believed that he was on a mission from God. And when they reached the demon, his defenses were weak. They overpowered him easily, and he fell to his knees, pleading like a refugee, like a fugitive in a spider hole, begging for his life. But they were icy cold. They executed him with three precise blows and turned their eyes towards home. Other adventures awaited. Ishtar tried to seduce Gilgamesh by offering herself to him naked, but he rejected her, and she flew into a jealous rage full of indignation. Determined to take vengeance, she released the Bull of Heaven, a personified drought, which they defeated with a sword strike, somehow. But Gilgamesh was really swelling with pride now, so the gods said, time to take this guy down. They took the side route. They knew that Enkidu was his Achilles heel, because he was the key to his feelings. So the gods decreed that Enkidu would soon cease to exist. And he fell into a deep sickness and had a feverish dream vision of life after death In which he was a feathered wretch sitting in pitch darkness Staring ahead at an endless stretch of time And he cursed everyone he'd ever met since he left the wilderness The prostitute, the trapper, everyone except for Gilgamesh Who stood by his side singing a death lament until Enkidu's final breath was spent for the rest of this story, Gilgamesh is an emotional wreck in a state of perpetual mourning on a desperate quest to try to make his flesh immortal and it's interesting, but it isn't worth reporting. It's fragmented and repetitive and it never really finishes, although it does contain a fascinating parallel with Genesis. Suffice to say, immortality eluded him and he returned to Uruk in a state of disillusionment and lived out his life just like the rest of us do, by having children and making civic improvements. So he didn't live forever, but he did leave descendants, which means his genes probably make up one-tenth of one-tenth of one percent of one hundred thousand Middle Eastern residents. But this form of immortality is just divisive. And he left us his story, the Epic of Gilgamesh, which he chiseled into the walls of his city while building it. And it tells us that this human obsession with living forever in the face of certain death is something we've always wrestled with, which tells us something about what it is to be human. If immortality exists, then I guess you're listening to it. I guess you're listening to it. I guess you're listening to it. Poor, poor kitty ride. You were a ride operator. I was a ride dad. operator in kitty land. Oh my god, it's awful. And I'm there often it, enough that I I talk to the guys quite often. I'm like, yeah, I know your job sucks. So <laughs> thanks for like not being a dick to my kids. <laughs> and that company is terrible too. Like they are terrible to their employees. Oh yeah, no, they're it's really they're fun. shit to their employees. Yep, and they it, they're hiring nothing but like Russians now too. Oh, That's pretty weird. much. That's I'm gonna what my tell you when I heard kitty land, I heard kitty, and I uh, went. Oh. Oh. I love Dude, cats. <laughs> you know, a a kitty land lagoon would be awesome. Hey, we had a kitty land. I just yeah, yeah they're doing they would probably like take a whole now. bunch of well, dead cats and put wire into them to make them look like they're still alive and like Disneyland put them in the background. Does it? Yeah, Damn. fucking wall to wall pussy. Woo! <laughs> they do. They oh, do we're talking about cats. different things. Okay. Oh yeah. shit. I was, that got so inappropriate so fast. And I recorded Damn it. it. Out of our style. Yeah. At ADP, we understand the importance of building the right team and offer the data insights to help. Just as importantly, our AI technology helps you pay the team accurately. Grow stronger with ADP. HR, talent, time, and payroll. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? 
It's uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.